join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of Crossing the Streams. As always, I'm Crippled Cody. And I'm Grandpa the Nerd. And uh, we welcome you to our... Is it... We calling this a Christmas special? I think this is pretty much a Christmas special, eh? Yes. It would yeah. have to be, because next week, it's Christmas. You're right. And God knows we ain't doing shit next week for podcasting, so... Right. And I got the hat, so it has yeah. to be a Christmas special, because this hat's uncomfortable. Yeah, it looks uncomfortable. You look yeah. uncomfortable. It's got some poo on it. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, that was a funny joke. Anyway, <laughs> Paul, uh, tell tell us all before we get started. Tell us about what your Christmas plans are for next weekend. Um, I have absolutely zero. We're doing everything Christmas Eve because my wife has to work on Christmas Day, so. Technically, I'm having Christmas, Christmas Eve, a day early. My granddaughter will be here. Everybody will be here. My son's coming. So it'll be a good Christmas Eve. But Christmas Day, I'm just going to play my PlayStation and twiddle my balls. Hopefully in private, not around your family, right? No, 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 no. I'll go to my man cave where men do manly things to themselves. Now, do you have a, a like a, a house-wide guideline and you tell everyone don't? go near my fucking man cave because that's my area they don't come in here i don't i've never had to tell them they kind of leave me alone down here um if they need something they just knock on the door i have very believe it or not as much of a jerk i am i have very respectful kids and a very respectful wife so when i'm alone i'm alone they don't bother me so they're pretty great 
Uh, luckily for your wife, you don't have to beat her half to death because she doesn't backtalk you. No, no, no. You'll never see two black eyes on her because she f didn't hear me the first time. So, no. You didn't have to tell her twice, huh? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, next next Christmas Eve when the kids are all in bed and it's just you and your wife, is uh, Santa going to come to town? Uh, probably not, because she has to open the next day, and when Mrs. Claus needs sleep, Mr. Claus has to go to his man cave. <laughs> and, and watch porn, right? Yes, yes, old school. It's Christmas, so I can go back to the golden age, watch some of them 80 Seika films. And you know, real quick here, who doesn't love vintage porn? I mean, even if you even introduced Gen Z to... to vintage porn they've got to be smart enough to realize like holy shit this is higher production value better acting the only bad thing is is too much bush in some of those movies and that's really about it yeah i mean nowadays you watch a porn and you're when you're done with your stuff you close your screen you turn it off back in the day you'd be done but you'd want to see how the movie ends so you'd stick around right it, because i think like a lot of it is like back then you wouldn't be able to just get it for free on the internet back in the eighties and nineties. You had to rent it or buy it. So it's like, fuck it. I might as well watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. And back then those were like 75, $80, uh, porno tapes. So they were expensive. Right. Right. Anyway, we really had an interesting start to this show. Um, yes. On tonight's episode, we are going to be discussing a couple of classics, a couple of weird ones, and uh, some miscuous talk, as we, me and Paul always do. Paul, let's start with Christmas Bloody Christmas, since that one was the first one I watched last weekend. Let's uh, right. let's start with this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you uh, start off on what your thoughts are on this movie. Well, I don't want to bust anybody's bubbles or tell anybody, you know, watch it or don't watch it. But I personally didn't like it. Oh. It wasn't for me. I liked their. I liked his VFW. I didn't see the other movie he did, but I liked VFW. It was nice. But this one, just it didn't. I, it didn't click. I didn't like the fact that he used the same kind of lighting he used in VFW. That weird lighting, because if you remember in VFW, everything had a purple hue to it and a blue hue. This one had green and red, but it was the same kind of hue. It was just, it, it it felt like, you know, this was the same town as VFW was filmed, you know. It, um, did, but, it had that same atmosphere. Like, it was just VFW with Christmas decorations and a little bit more vulgarity right. and younger talent. That's all. Right. I, I didn't like, I just, I didn't like it. I The kills were cool, but the practical effects were so... Some of the scenes they didn't look too good. Like you could, you know, like I hate to say be that guy, but you know they look fake as hell. They like they didn't even try to make it look a little bit better. Like the curb stomping, I was like, dude, you can tell it's you know I did what, it's just this what, Mike, what? I, <laughs> I look okay. I have a clip for this movie because I didn't watch the movie, but I watched the clip that I pulled for it. And and I have a theory about the movie after watching the clip. So can I play? It's like a 40-second clip. So can I play this clip and then tell you what my theory is about the movie? Yes, you can play the clip and just tell me what the theory is about your movie. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. here's the clip. Here's the okay. clip. Did anybody see where he went? 
the basement? Why are you in the basement? Where'd it go, do we? Okay, hang on. All right, I got the keys. Look, I didn't even want to come here and push the gun on me. Shut up. That, that was intriguing. So anyway, I figured it out. He's a robot Santa Claus. Yes. 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 But just like, because I watched this with Berlia, and just like me and her said, had you not been told in the beginning of the movie that it was supposed to be a robotic Santa, you would have never known. Because that actor and the way that they had that robot Santa move around and shit, it didn't. It, it didn't resemble a robot whatsoever. That's bullshit. Because just from that clip, he moved around like the fucking Terminator, like or like RoboCop or some shit. So I disagree. I think that they didn't have to tell you because you can clearly tell that he's a robot, a cyborg, a Terminator, Santa, something. Okay. Well. Bitch boy, Mike, when you decide to sit your fat ass down and watch the entire movie, then you can fucking tell us about how uh, it, it acts like a robot throughout the entire movie. I, 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 don't, I don't need to watch the entire movie. That 49 second clip told me all I need to know. <laughs> there were scenes where he did a good job being the robot and there were scenes where I like he slipped up and they were like, I don't know, pressed for time. So they didn't take another take. I don't know, but it's just, it was like a 50, 50, uh, the guy who plays Santa, Abraham, Ben Ruby, he's a good actor. He, he played a character. I don't know if you ever watched the show. He was on a show called ER. He played uh Jerry, the guy who was like, uh, like a big, uh, he stood there and did intakes. And he stuff. was an orderly. Yes, sir. I love yeah, him very much. Yeah, and he was in uh, that other show, uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, that was on Fox back in the day. But, uh, I mean, I just, it just, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, Mike, you're not invited to be a part of the show until the Die Hard uh, section of the show. So, shut the fuck up until then. Go ahead, Paul. There he is. I will go watch Home Alone 2 and not say anything else. But I have clips for, for um, what the hell is the name of that movie? Santa Slay. So, when we get to that all come back down and i'll play those okay and he cut himself off so anyway i just it did i didn't like the main character i did i i don't know i mean i don't want to i could go on and on let, let, let's have your thoughts then we can well no, don't on. feel don't feel uncomfortable like you can sh wreck the fucking it, movie i don't care it doesn't bother it just, me the the main character lady i mean i don't like using this word very much but when i use it it means something at least for me she was a fucking cunt I mean, I didn't like her. She was un... I wanted her to die. It was like, I don't like her. I like the dude better. And the dude got hosed because, you know, he went down on her. And then, well, that's it for you, buddy. So it's like, I just... I The sheriffs, I didn't... It was just... Uh, I just... I couldn't... It bugged me. I mean, my wife tried to watch it with me because the trailer made the movie look amazing. Yeah, the trailer had all the good parts in it. Yeah, and then the problem here was one of the problems my wife had, and I agreed with her. There was too much. There was too much bullshit before the kills. 
that this town needed to be a little more populated, get a little more kills. I mean, the Terrifier 2 was two, two over two hours, and it moved pretty good, and there were a lot of kills. This one, it was just, you know, it was like, where, what town were they in? What town completely dies at Christmas? There was nobody in that damn town. Yeah, it, it was, was like they were. It was like they were in Silent Hill during Christmas season, right? And it's just I don't know. I just it didn't. It never clicked with me. All I did was complain. I was left with unanswered questions, like when the sheriff was in the bar talking about his wife and his wife's fucking dog, and he was staring at that guy that worked in the record store like he hated him to death. And then later in the movie. She goes, well, I was out with my friend and he's dead now. But like you didn't you don't care. You don't like him. We never know why. So how am I supposed to feel bad when I don't even know why? Were they brothers? Was that the guy's sister's brother? It's like there was too many unanswered questions with this movie. for me. I, I will say I do agree with that. They see I, I'm a little bit more forgiving when it comes to pacing. I don't mind at all uh, having me take the time to see the chemistry between two characters. Um, I'm on the exact opposite of the female character. For, fuck, I forgot even... I even forgot her name. I, I don't know. But I actually found her to be super attractive just because I like women who are over-the-top vulgar. See, I like that uh, okay. shit. I love it when women are vulgar. I actually... I hate it when women are goody-two-shoes. You know what I mean? When they when they use censored words for more vulgar words. When they say, oh, crap. Oh, that really screws things up. Like, no, just fucking cuss, bitch. You know, like, so I liked her. I mean, yeah, the, the, the dialogue was a little over the top and a little annoying because I, I, I think fuck came out of both their mouths every five seconds. And that, you're right, that did get a little annoying. Um... I, when they finally got it on and he ate that pussy, you know, I was, I was like, yes, like you guys got this. Like you must be eating your pussy good, bitch. Like, cause you look like you're enjoying it. You're about to fall off the bed, but yeah, she um, did. She did do a good job. Of, I mean, you would think he was really doing it. She, she did yeah. do a good job at having an, an orgasm and getting some oral. She was good at that. Yeah. He should have flipped her over and ate her ass. He should have, but uh, he didn't. <laughs> Very, very, very lost moment there he could have had. They were planning that for New Year's Eve, probably. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I it, it was their dialogue. I mean, they were he would bring up Christmas stuff, and she hated it. It's just like, she didn't like nothing. I'm like, except for, you know, Lemmy, because Lemmy is Motorhead, she said, you know. So it's like, I did, I just, it's just, I wish they hadn't made them typical, I don't know, millennials, where they're just debating retro stuff back and forth and oh that sucks and oh okay well that's good but that sucks it's like eh. I, I almost feel for the type of roles that these two played i almost feel this would have been better for a younger to like younger people you know what i mean because they acted more like they just got out of high school than two people in their late 20s early 30s or whatever they are right and 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 if you and, if, and, and i didn't catch it. it took me a little while i even had to double check with my wife but the girl, that was her record store. She owned it. So it like, you know, for someone who was an adult known in her own business, she acted a little, you know, under, uh, she acted too young. You're right. You're right. She was, she was very immature. Real quick here. I just saw our good buddy Anthony ask in the chat, when is the cold couch episode? Uh, I believe me and Aaron are taping it tomorrow night, but it's not going to air tomorrow night. He, he has to go, he has to edit it. 
and he's gonna have to bleep me on a few moments here and there. Aaron, if you're watching this, you're gonna have to just accept it. I'm gonna be saying some things in your little Poe Talk show that you ain't gonna want people to hear on YouTube. So you're gonna have to do the classic bleep uh, on me a couple of different times. Um, so yeah, uh, we're taping it tomorrow night, but I, I don't know when he's going to be able to get it out on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be too happy that he's going to have to censor me on a couple of moments. But that's tomorrow night. Back to tonight. Um, you know what? This whole movie, you like never once did you feel like it was in an actual town with actual snow. Like You could tell the snow was fake. You could tell we were on a soundstage. You know what I mean? And I will say, you're right. Like The whole movie every moment of it had the same feel as any other environment in the movie um and, and that like, does suck. right and like i was telling my wife i'm we're watching it and they they pull in hey be quiet my my park behind my sister's car okay their sister's in there so they go in there and they play the music and they fuck or they he eats her out she screams so loud how did no how did they not wake up how did they not hear them fucking around in there it's like, I, I just, I'm like, no, that's unreal. I get it. Some people are deep sleepers, but two, no. And, and you know, and then she could hear the little kid get murdered next door. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck boy had him, his mouth full of muff, but yeah, she was, ah, ah, you know, that type of shit. You're right. How did she not wake up Jesus, you know, for fuck's sake? Right. Um, so. Real quick, yeah, I just wanted to say that great hashtag there, Anthony. Put that back up on the screen, producer, you piece of shit. Co hashtag Cody Uncensored. I like it, Anthony. All right, get that fucking comment off of there. Um, I also see that Morgan asked me if I spoke to Sushi about an, a future interview. No, I have not sent her an interview. Uh, I have not sent her an email just yet. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait until after the holidays. Uh, so early January, I will be sending her an email and Hopefully we'll be able to get that together. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous about that interview. This will be the most popular person I've ever gotten on my show if she does choose to come on to my show. So, and she's hot. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, um, no, you're right, man. Like this movie, like it was good for a Shudder movie if you were already subscribed to Shudder. But I will say if they expected people to rent this movie or Jesus Christ, if they put this in theaters, yeah, it would have underperformed. Um, personally, I, just like I told Brilia, I gave it like a three and a half out of five, just because, like I said, me personally, I did like the graphic dialogue. I love vulgarity. Anybody who's ever around me for five minutes knows I love vulgarity, and I do it all the time myself. And yeah, like I said, man, the more vulgar women are, the more attracted I am to them. So, uh, it did. It, it 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 landed. It landed with me on all that. But I do understand, and that's what I was thinking the other day too. You know, people are gonna. It was a ballsy, risky choice, right, to have the characters so over the top vulgar. It was almost unrealistic, and and, right. and yeah, that's gonna turn off a lot of viewers. You know, like I, so I don't know what they were going for with that. VFW wasn't even that vulgar. No, and VFW, I saw the trailer for that. Now, that movie I actually bought, but wasn't disappointed. But the thing that that had that this one also didn't have, they had star power. They had named actors. Yeah. Playing, uh, the, the, the old veterans. And even the young veteran was a known actor. So 
have it. I don't know why he couldn't get. I mean, did people read this? See, did, did some of these named actors read the script and go, "Yeah, I'm not feeling this movie" because it didn't have any star power. Well, also VFW, and I don't know. I'm just guessing here. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but VFW was not a Shutter movie. I don't think no. it was because I rented it, and this is a Shutter movie. And I don't know if maybe because because Shutter. They they they're careful about their budgets on their movies. Now it didn't look like this movie was terribly low budgeted because you had explosions, you had like car chase scenes, you had decent special effects. But you're right, they were muddy looking. You know, yeah. the it, they were they were shrouded in dark hues of color and shaky camera. And yeah, you're right. Like so, they could have done a little bit better with the kill scenes. But overall, I'll lean more towards I liked it more so than than. I didn't like it. Also, I wanted to ask this because you didn't bring this up in your initial opinion on this, but uh, I personally don't like it when movies just end abruptly, and that's how this movie ended. I don't like abrupt endings. No, I didn't like that. I didn't like the ending in general. I I wanted the robot Santa before he died. I still wanted him to take her out. It would I would have loved for her to have gotten gotten whacked, and then the robot deactivated. I just you know, or what I was telling my wife before it ended, I said, you know what? I hope this isn't one of those kind of movies where the military swoops it. Because remember, it was a military designed Santa Claus robot. It was, the military made the robot, but they put Santa on it. And I thought the military was going to show up at the end and close down the town and seal it off and and whisk her away. I would have enjoyed that better than what we got. And, you know, and that brings up another point of um, to elaborate more on your point from a couple of minutes ago. Uh they didn't go into that at all. Like you could have gave us a little bit more of a backstory of the military and how they fucked something up. And, and that's why the Santa robot was the way it was, but no, we didn't get nothing. Right. We got a little, we, I'm sorry. We got a a little bit of a TV broadcast, but the characters were talking over the TV broadcast. That was explaining anything. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? If you go back and watch the trailer, the TV broadcast clip, is more louder and more clear in the trailer than it even is in the actual movie. <laughs> and then it's like they, and the news reporter already knew there was a recall on the robot. So why didn't, you know, it's like, why didn't someone call the, the toy store and say, Hey, you know, it just, it just, it, it seemed like it was put together. Like he had an idea and he said, well, I ain't got a lot of time, so let me just, you know, it doesn't, it feels like he should have spent, maybe this should have came out next Christmas. He should have took a little longer to, to work yeah. out some of the details. I, and see, and God, I hate saying this because I'm such a huge supporter of Shudder. I've been, a, I've been a subscriber since the beta days, but Shudder is like the internet darling right now for, for the horror genre. You know, every, almost every horror fan either knows what shutter is or is subscribed to shutter and i wonder if i wonder if it was them that was it was like crunch time like you know like they gave him like a small shooting time you know to do it or something to do with the budget and that's the thing they're such the top baby faces right now in the streaming world of horror that no bad stories about shutter is coming out at all you, you ever thought about that well, it need they need to reanalyze or something because yeah, I just, I just, I just no, I they're just not dying. They're I not dying. Did, they're just cutting back some costs. They're not. Yeah, 
they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna go away no if anything they're making good money because i heard what was it like a year or two ago they announced that they had over a million subscribers that's big for them i think they just i think they're gonna cut some of they're gonna cut some of the office staff they might stop spending so much on movies but i don't think they're gonna get rid of joe bob because he's no. he, he brings in as a matter of fact, I, I bet you they wish they could have him on more often because I bet you during the time of his sh- his seasonal shows, they do get a little bit of a subscriber loss until he comes back. Oh, so, they, yeah, 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 they do. You know, it's funny. I mean, I I grew up watching some of the, um, what was it called? Monster Monster Vision? No, no. What, what was that? Yeah, yeah, it was. was. It called he Monster had, Vision? He, he had Monster Vision, yeah. Uh, okay, on TNT, right? Yeah, he hosted yeah. that. Before that, he had a show, I think it was on Cinemax, the movie channel, where it was the drive-in. So I think it was, but you're, yeah, Monster Vision was his show. He did that one. So I'm going to be honest. Mike, you fucking asshole, quit it. Uh, I, uh, I'm i not that big of a fan of Joe Bob. And it's not him personally. I do like listening to his wild rants. And I like looking at Darcy, the male girl's titties or whatever the fuck. Have they covered up her titties lately? Like, I feel like they're having her show a little less cleavage. Is that, you they, think so? It, it seems like, it seems like it. Yeah. See, like, I love Joe Bob. I, because I've been a fan, I've watched him when I was little on the movie channel, you know, in the eighties. And I love, I even like his rants. And when he gets boring, I go with it. Cause I like it. Darcy's the one I don't like. Mm. She's got that anime looking face. And you know, I don't, you know, I've seen some of her porn films. She does fine. I just, there's just something about her. I, I don't, it's not that I hate her. I follow her on Twitter. It's just, there's something about her when she does this show. It just, it doesn't click in my head. I just, it just, I just, I can't get, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, get, get into her character there. Marcy, the male girl. I can't get in Darcy. I can't get into it. I just, it doesn't work for me. I'd rather see the Asian guy. You called her Marcy. Um, Yeah, I agree. Like, she does seem like a little, like, I don't want to be here type of attitude, almost. But I thought that was, like, part of maybe what they were trying to get her to do. But yeah, dude, that if Shudder is intentionally covering up her titties a little bit more, just, it's because we live in the woke era, and oh, you can't sexualize women in, in horror anymore. It, God damn it. Sh- show the titties! That's what I've... Uh, Mike, if you want to put anything up on the fucking screen, hashtag show the titties! God damn Damn it. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, and, and Joe Bob is the biggest thing they got going. That that's the biggest thing. And you're, you're right, that don't lose him. Don't don't lose him. Get him keep him on until the day he dies, I guess. You know, why not? Um it's sh- it, it shudder. It's shudder. It's horror movies. When he dies, they can still have him up there because it fits the channel. Just yeah. mummify Joe Bob in the corner. That's that that would work for me. Are you surprised at all that they never really gave um, Elvira much of a chance on there? I wish she had came back. I do. I like Elvira. I think she, that was a lot of people like Salsvan Gooley first or their local guys, but Elvira was the first one. Um, HBO back in the eighties had uh, her movie macabre and I used to love it. And of course I was really young, so I didn't, look at her and think you know oh my god you know let me pull out my pud i just looked at her and i just found her humorous and you know the i just liked the way she looked she was pretty 
So I liked it. Then I got older. Then I know I liked her for a lot more reasons. But I think she, I wish somebody would give her, uh, you know, I, w- I wish she would, I don't know if she even wants to come back, but if she did, I'd like to see her get her own show again because she's very good at it. Very, yeah. Elvira is a, a classic legend character. Yeah. And also, I love that our uh, half a fag producer, Mike, thinks that I didn't catch what he put on the bottom of the screen. The death of Shudder <laughs> is not imminent. Mike, you can go fuck yourself. I hope your mom queefs on you tonight, you fucking asshole. Um, yeah, take that off of my fucking screen, bitch boy. Thank you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> real quick, before we move on to the next movie. She's in the hospital struggling to breathe, so she won't be queefing on anybody tonight. Okay. She'll probably take her last breath tonight and knock on wood, right? Anyway. Um, we can hope. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, oh my goodness. God damn. I wanted to ask, uh, and this might be putting you a little too much on the spot. I don't know why I didn't think ask you this before on a past episode, but uh do you have like a top three or top five all-time favorite movies that's on Shutter? Doesn't have to be Shutter exclusive or Shutter original, just what on Shutter that you in recent memory have seen on there and you thought, oh god damn, I love that movie. Do you have any any top movies on there? Um, I'm probably gonna butcher the name of it because I don't rem- I I my I got so much going on up here, but I like that glory, glorious, glorious. Was it called? Glorious. We did. Yeah, yeah. Th- that one is a, is goes up there because it was so weird and like bizarre, but it was written very well. Um, I liked Mandy. Mandy was good. I don't know if you watched Mandy. I did, but uh, but there's not a lot. It's like I have a list. I got a few horror movies that stay at the top and never move. So I would have to say there's not really anything on Shutter. I like a lot of things, but you've really got to be it's got to really be good to make one of my lists. Yeah. I so like I say it's a lot of the Shutter stuff would wouldn't be on my list high on my list, but it doesn't mean it wasn't good. Well, except for this one. I didn't like this one. But with Shudder, there's so much classic on there. I'm like all the Italian horror films I love. And, you know, so it's like there's so much on there. So I really can't put it in my top five. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, I, and you know what? I agree with you on that because I do really like a lot of stuff that Shudder puts on there. And I like most of their exclusives and most of their uh, originals. I have to say one movie of theirs, I think it's an exclusive, not an original, I think. But one of the top movies that I absolutely love, and we already did an episode on, I think it was back in the uh, the Rob Mahoney days, but Psycho Goreman. I fucking love that movie. Okay, yeah, that, that one goes there with Glorious. That was, you know, that movie had gore, it had humor. It was, I love the humor. And it wasn't, in the way they wrote it, it didn't feel like forced humor because he was an alien and he didn't know what the fuck. So when he would do jokes that were funny, it made sense because, you know, he don't know what he's doing. You know, like when he fell in love with the picture of the boy with his shirt off. You know, it's like it was funny. It it it, it fit. It didn't feel. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. It didn't feel yeah. like they were you know, like some of the Marvel movies. Some of the jokes feel like you know they're just really trying to. You know, they're pushing it too hard. Like I like mm-hmm. I like nat I like natural humor. If I want slapstick, I'll watch Airplane or Naked Gun. But when it comes to humor and serious movies, I like it to feel normal and natural. I don't like it to feel rushed. Right. Um, and man, I when I think of what I love about Psycho Gorman, it's not even the core that comes to my mind. It's 
the charm of the movie. It, it has an overall, from beginning to end, moral to the story almost. And you love the characters. Like, and that's the thing. As far as like the main characters go, the whole family, there's not one performance that is underperformed. Like they're all great. Now, of course, that movie is stolen by Mimi, the girl who plays Mimi. Like that she Oh yeah. And that's the thing too, like, because I hate movies with starring kids. I don't ever like movies starring kids, but she was such an over the fucking top asshole in that she was a heel in that movie. But yep. you loved her because she was, you know what I mean? She was the star and there was a good point to everything. And it had like, it felt like Power Rangers in certain moments of it. And, the, and, the e fact and, that they, and even the husband and wife dynamic was entertaining. Yeah. You know. You God know, damn. You know, I mean, that's a, yeah, to it, me, that's a five-star movie. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. It, all, 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 it worked all around. It didn't, I don't feel it had any weak points. I just, I honestly don't, it didn't have any weak points, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, the way they told the story of where he was from and all that. Yeah. It just, it, it all worked out perfect. You know, I did when I, when the movie was over, I wanted more. If I want more, I feel, okay, it, it's, it's an excellent movie. If you want more, I like mm -hmm. this bloody, bloody, the bloody movie, bloody Christmas, bloody Christmas, whatever. I can't bloody Christmas, bloody or whatever it was. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just I, call I, it. We'll just we'll just call it Christmas bloody trash. Is that what you yeah, want to call it? Yeah, because I didn't want to see anymore. I didn't want to. I didn't want to finish it. My wife didn't want to finish it, but I said, "No, nah, I got to truck through." Because if I tell Cody that I watched, you know, half of it, then you know he's gonna be pissed. So I yeah. said, "No, I better. I, I have to finish it." You know, I put the toothpicks I'll, under my eyelids and I went at it. Yeah, it, I mean, if I catch you doing that, I'll fire you just like I fired robbed months ago on on the show. See. I gotta be careful. <laughs> I gotta walk. I gotta walk on them eggshells. Yeah, don't fuck with me, old man. That's right. You'll whoop my ass. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just uh, tap you on the chest the wrong way, and you'll have a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, um, real quick before we go on to the next movie, because I gotta slip this in there somewhere. I didn't ask you to watch this movie because it was a last minute decision. On my part, but um, me and uh, Berlia was here today, and I I wanted to just watch another Christmas horror movie, so we ended up watching uh the 2012 remake of Silent Night. Uh, have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't seen the remake. Uh, just the original. It it was decent, and uh, may, maybe we'll talk about it on a future episode. But <clears throat> it's your typical slasher; doesn't have anything too deep in it. Why would you expect anything too deep in it? Because it's a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it was really fucking good, in my opinion. Had some good titties in it, so that's always a plus. But uh, were, they, yeah. were they faithful to the source material, or did they try to do it kind of different? Mike, come in here for a second, because you might remember the first one more than I do. I think that they were faithful enough to the source material, but I do think they veered off a little bit and kind of made their own things. Mike, what do you remember? Um, what the first? Well, this was totally different from the first one because the the it was like a re it was a remake, but it was a remake in name only. It was a reimagining, right? right. So Basically, it was, it was, it was more like a it, like a reboot. We're gonna take this. We're going to, okay, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Right. 
Right. Well, actually, I mean, I liked it, though. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, Mike, was there some good fucking titties in this movie? I mean, that, there's a scene where th- this Santa Claus killer busts into this, like, softcore porn shoot. And this woman's mm-hmm. already naked for the most part. So he kills this guy. And then this girl naked jumps out the window. And then he's just chasing her down the fucking road. And she titties are flopping. Titties are a flopping in that scene. It lasted for like, geez, I think three to five minutes. I could have jerked off in that time watching that scene, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm sure you could have. I mean, but see, the thing is, like we, we talked about on another show, it like it, it takes a while, you know, so you have to get the kindling and stuff going first. Um, so it might take longer than three to five minutes. I see it taking more like 20 to 30 minutes. You know, because you get the good kindling going, and then you know. Right, all right, all right. This ain't the toxic horror show. We're not talking about me masturbating for 15, 20 minutes. Jesus Christ! But yeah, if you get a chance to watch the remake of Silent Night, it's actually pretty fucking good, in my opinion. I was way better than Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. If we want to talk about the worst fucking sequels of all time, there's a horror movie that I've that I have in my head and I saw it as a child and it stuck with me all my life. And I can never remember the name of the movie. And every once in a while I see it and then I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I forget about it. It's a scene where this kid sees Santa Claus on the floor and the woman's got like her robe open and her, she's got her garters on and Santa Claus is rubbing her leg. I wish I could remember that it's, it's, it's burned into my brain. Thing like every three years, the movie pops up somewhere, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the movie!" And then I watch it, and I'm excited, and then I never see it again for three more years because I can never remember the fucking name of the movie. Is that are you sure that's not um, a description of like a porn that you've seen in the past? No, no, it's actually it's actually a legit horror movie. I just can't remember it. I just it just I just remember them in the fireplace there, and the Christmas tree, and the little kid in his pajamas at the stairs looking down. And Santa's like rubbing her leg and it, it affected him. But like I said, I can never remember the name of the fucking movie. It wasn't that episode of Tales from the Crypts all through the night. No, it wasn't that one. Okay. It wasn't that one. Because it, it was old. It was old school. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, taking a quick look over at our chat. Uh, Morgan says that uh, humor is great when it's character driven, like Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Tony Stark was naturally funny and they fucked up uh by making every character make lame jokes yeah i you're more uh educated on marvel movies than i am i have not watched many but i have from what i've seen it looks like they're trying to make them comedies you know with the dialogue and all that shit because tony stark's dialogue robert Downey jr's he's right because he was a sarcastic you know, pompous, you know, millionaire who, you know, so he, so he made jokes all the time and, and it fit, but yeah, some of the other characters, they would force it and it would just be like, you know what? I don't see that really happening. I don't see that really happening. So yeah, they, and and another thing, it, it's the people, the first uh, two uh, Iron Man movies uh, that uh, John Fevereau was, was behind it and in charge. And I, he did a good job. Um, the Joss Whedon stuff wasn't for me. It was good. It just wasn't for me. Joss Whedon's another guy who likes to force jokes and bant uh, that that banter between characters that you're like, oh, just get it over with. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Joss Whedon. I know a lot of people are, but I'm just not. Oh, uh, real quick here, since we are we're talking about superhero stuff, just for a minute. Um, 
did you like the 20 was it did it come out in 2016 or 2017 the first wonder woman movie that they did did you like that movie no i didn't like any of the wonder woman movies um they just didn't it, it had nothing to do with her you know didn't have anything to do with her or anything else it was just i didn't like i just didn't like it you know i just there was some stuff in there that i can't recall off, off hand but there was stuff in there that i think was pushed for a woke society and i was like eh. could it could no. it be could it possibly be that you're just an in the closet sexist piece of shit? Um, no, no, no. I mean <laughs> I can I I can be sexist, but I just didn't I, I don't I'm you know, I grew up with with powerful women roles. I mean, Princess Leia was no slouch. She didn't fuck around. You know, so it's like, you know, nowadays everybody gets mad. Oh, these women, these leading women. Dude, are you 20? Because there's been leading women forever. It's just, you know, hell, uh, Sally Fields and fucking uh, Smokey the Bandit was a strong woman. So it's like, I don't understand why people are like, I don't like all these strong women all of a sudden. It isn't all of a sudden. It's just back in the day, it was few and in between, but they were there. Now it's being forced in every movie. Got to have a strong female lead. Got to have a strong female lead. And I'm yeah. not trying to sound sexist because I know I'm coming off right now as sexist. And but it doesn't have to be that way every time. And not only, yeah. And not only do you have to have a strong lead, she also has to be into, uh, has to have a romantic interest of a different race. You know, you have to have right. that today's movie. That's it. Um, Morgan says that Linda Carter, Wonder Woman was the bomb. Yo, is that old school? She's the only Wonder Woman for me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I'm not sexist either, unless it's beneficial to me directly, then maybe I will be. But, um, no, I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, okay, I liked the first Wonder Woman movie, but I don't know if it's just because I was in a good mood when I saw it. I liked it. I mean, it was a little cheesy, and the ending was stupid, I thought. But the first Wonder Woman movie was uh, okay to me, but uh, 1984, whatever that one was called, that movie sucked my dick. That, not in a good way either it was terrible yeah I, I i started i started it and i was like nope i just i couldn't finish it it was it, it was it was just a monkey's paw story with wonder woman in it It was so pathetic like they could have put that on streaming if you know if that was the thing at that point in time when it came out like they could have just put it right to streaming and it probably would have done better but yeah i don't know anyway um when you real quick because this popped just popped in my head when you want to talk about like female leads that did go on to do something or at the very least the producers even wanted them to back then you remember the original um hellraiser franchise the one and two had claire higgins in it played julia i believe and their original plan was her to go on after part two and be the main villain oh i didn't know that yeah that's what i read i i could be wrong about that i could have read something inaccurate but i thought i saw before that they wanted Claire because they killed off Pinhead in, in part two of Hellbound. They killed him off. They killed off all the Cenobites. And Claire Higgins, Julia, yeah, she like fl fell out of her skin and she flew back into the into the labyrinth or whatever it was called. But you didn't actually see her die all over again. No. So they could have, they wanted her to be the main villain of part three. Could you imagine Hell on Earth being rescripted and for? julia to be that main villain instead of pinhead all over again like 
imagine how different and you know and everyone's saying like oh everything's so progressive now because they have you know what was her name jamie clayton that did the hell priest in this new one did you even see the oh, new yeah. one no i haven't watched it, just a trailer oh you, i mean it's not that amazing but it's it's all right like it's it's a decent hellraiser movie i don't know maybe we'll cover that one maybe on the next up maybe we'll do a hellraiser episode in the near future i don't know all right Comment down below if you guys want to see a future Hellraiser episode. That, that'd be nice. Anyway, we got way off track. Uh, what what, should, what do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about... Uh, which, which movie do you want to talk about next, Paul? Um, I want to save my favorite one for the evening for last. So let's go with Die Hard 2. Okay. Because everybody debates till they're fucking blue in the face and their balls fall off and their ovaries shrivel up on if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. And no one remembers that Die Hard 2 is takes place at Christmas Eve also. So it too is a fucking Christmas movie but no one wants to talk about it. If anything, Die Hard... Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Oh, There's geez, our first clip. Well, yeah, thanks for giving us the TV edit version of that clip, too. Wow. Um, the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Okay. <laughs> That's a little better. Um, yeah, yeah, Die Hard 2 is 100% a Christmas movie. There's no there's no debate about that. Uh, you know, it's Christmas Eve. And, and yeah, it was Christmas in the first one, too, right? But it wasn't... This it it didn't present a problem or anything like that that it was snowing or a blizzard in the first one, right? The second one it was a blizzard and right because the first one took place in L.A. where it doesn't snow at Christmas, and then the next one it was at Dulles Airport, which I do believe is in Washington D.C. and it was snowing like a motherfucker. So it was like, I, as much as I love Die Hard, it seems like Die Hard Two they increased the budget. You had you know a whole military unit, and it just I don't know it. I still love Die Hard, so, you know, everybody can, you know, not, you know, I don't want anybody to read into that. I just think Die Hard 2 was a bigger film. I'm not going to say which one was better. It was just oh. a bigger film. Oh, I will agree. Like, Die Hard 2 is, without a doubt, a bigger film. Bigger budget, bigger effects, probably more action sequences, in-camera effects, like, you know, with the two planes next to it. Like, Die Hard 2 has some amazing stuff in it. And unlike you, I will come out and say that uh, I, I think Die Hard 2 is one of the weakest of all the Die Hard movies, if you're comparing it to the others, except for Part 5. Any um, A Michael J. film is better than uh, Die Hard 5, whatever that movie was subtitled. I like... Okay, I have a... There's two people... There's some actors in the world that I really have, you know, this, like... I love them to death. Like they can do no wrong. Michael J. probably have a stroke here in a second, but Bruce Willis is one of them. I, I think Bruce Willis is, he's not a good actor, but he entertains me. I, if you know what I'm saying, like, yes, I do. He, right. He's not, he, he's like Matthew McConaughey. He's the same character in everything he plays, but he entertains me. He's just not a good actor, but I like, I have a thing for NYPD blue and I love Dennis Franz and Dennis Franz was in die hard too. So I like Die Hard 2 a little bit better than I like Die Hard. I see so, where you're coming from. So I, I, I will say, like, if you I shut up, like, I'm not talking. talking. You tell me talk. I'm gonna talk. Shut the fuck up. You, you, no, you come I in. Have, and I have. 
I have a Dennis Rodman clip from Die Hard 2 that I love, but we'll play it. Okay, thanks. Jesus Christ, whose show is this? Anyway, before Mike plays his little fucking clip, um, I just wanted to say that uh, if you look at Die Hard 2 as a standalone film, it is a great movie. It is. But man, to me personally, Die Hard 1 and then Die Hard 3, uh, those are two like top classic fucking Bruce Willis movies. Um, and, and I do like, uh, what's the fourth one called? Live Free or Die Hard? Um, the one that had Kevin Smith in it. The one that has Justin or, Long in it. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. Yeah, live free or die. Yeah, yeah. You're, now I yeah. will say real quick, like that's that right, Justin Long, not that other asshole. That one. Well, was he, a good he's one. he's really spunky today tonight, isn't he? Yeah. I didn't like up. the one. I didn't like the one with his son. Yeah, that's the fifth one. Yeah, I didn't like that one. It was eh. part three. Samuel L. Jackson was the one that made that movie, hands down. If it yeah. wasn't for Stan, I don't think it would have been as successful without him. I don't know. It's just me. No, I agree with you, but Die Hard with a Vengeance at least feels like a Die Hard movie. You know, the first, and I'm not saying that even the second one doesn't feel like it does. Like, Die Hard 1, 2, and 3 feel like how a Die Hard movie should feel. Um, it's 4 and 5 that don't feel like Die Hard movies. Part, live Free or Die, the fourth one, it does. It is a fun movie. It just doesn't feel like a diehard movie. It feels completely different, and, and it's PG thirteen. You don't get the oh, and that's another thing. Fucking Die Hard two has some brutal violence in it for not yes. a horror movie. It has some yes. brutal violence, and I believe it's directed by the guy who directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. I think Rennie Harlan. Yeah, Rennie Harlan. He did yeah. Part Four of Dream Master. Um, but Mike, go ahead and show your clip real quick. Come in. Got Lorenzo? Yeah. John McClain. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. You're the asshole that just broke seven FAA and five District of Columbia regulations running around my airport with a gun shooting at people. What do you call that shit? Self-defense. Oh, what, you think that L.A. badge is going to get you a free lunch or something around here? No. Maybe a little professional courtesy. <laughs> In an airport on Christmas week, you gotta be kidding. Okay, fuck courtesy. How about just being professional? Your boys just walked away from a crime scene, Captain. You can't wrap this thing up in 10 minutes and you know it. You gotta seal the area off, take pictures, hey, dust hey, for hey, prints. Don't lecture me, hotshot. I know what I'm doing. We're gonna dust it down, we'll take all the pictures, we'll uh, sweep for fibers. Why are you gonna do this? After three or four hundred other more people go through there, Christ, you'd be lucky to get a print from one of your own people. Just shut down that area and send oh, your people just in. shut the area down. It's that simple. I'll just shut the area down. Yeah. And I got everybody from the Shriners Convention to the goddamn Boy Scouts traipsing through here. I got lost kids, lost dogs, not now, later. I got international diplomats. I got a fucking reindeer flying in here from the fucking petting zoo. But John McClain, he's got a little problem. Hell, let's shut down the whole fucking airport. Now, what do you think they're going to say upstairs when I tell them that? Why don't you pick up the phone and find out? I, lo I don't know. I just love Dennis Franz. It's just, he's always Sipowitz when I see him. Well, I, I love how he put that bitch in her place when she walked in without being invited. Like, yeah, you know? he didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss a beat. 
Yeah, go make me a fucking sandwich. I'm the chief of police. I will say this movie does have way better character development than the first one does. And you you almost have like character arcs in a weird kind of way in the second one better than the first one as well. The first one's kind of like focused on just a couple of characters, you know, Hans and, and John McClane and, you know, a couple others that, you know, whatever. But this one seems like it has a lot more of a supporting cast, you know, with, with his wife and um, Dickless. I can't remember his actual name, but I'm just going to call him Dickless because that's what they called him in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking I about? You, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Now, I will say the dialogue is fucking cheesy and over the top in this movie. Let's be honest about that. There are, there is forced humor and die hard too, that does not need to be in there, especially yes. like all the plane scenes between McLean's wife and her, that then Dickless, but like all the jabs that she threw at him and was saying like, Oh, what did you ex- Were you preparing your speech for the sleaze awards? It's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, Oh God. Yeah, oh. and that whole that whole scene where she knocked him out or broke his nose and the it didn't fit. It just like I, yeah, I know your husband's John McClane, but I don't see his wife running around breaking people's noses. You know, uh, yeah, I just you're I I didn't like that whole that could have been cut out. Here here's my problem with Die Hard as a whole, as a whole. They spend all this time with John McClane, you know, and he still can't keep his wife. He can save the city, but he can't keep his wife because. They, it, they're having problems and then they get together. They're having problems because they were in Die Hard 3, they were separated again. And it's right. like, oh, and, and then in the next one, he doesn't, his son don't care for him. His son doesn't talk to him. His, there was edited out scenes. I don't know if the version that I, I've seen the scenes, I know there was two different versions on DVD, but there was a scene in five where his daughter took him to the airport, but in one of the versions, it was all cut out. So I don't know which one you saw, but his daughter was the only one there for him. It's like, this guy saves an airport. He saves a building. He's always saving people, but the people close to him just don't love him anymore. It's like, damn, that's so sad. It's like, come on now. It kind of makes you wonder, like, how does John McClane treat his wife? You know, why did she leave him? Maybe he was beating on her or something. He has to be a woman beater. That's the only thing. Yeah, because we know. Yeah, we know a woman will put up with affairs, but the beatings, you know, you can't. That's no. No, this is this is um this is this is why we know that he's not that he's you know this is he treats his wife there's there's something wrong with him and 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 this clip tells us why. I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> see, well, so see, no, that, that, that was actually John McClane being racist to that guy right there. So now we know that John McClane is a racist and a woman beater. Oh. And you know what did did Bob, I know this is petty. But you know what did bother me about part two? Bringing in Reginald Vell Johnson just for, for that one phone minute. call thing. For- yeah, it's like, dude, you should have just left him out of the fucking movie. Or had him show up at the airport being his buddy and running it. I mean, it just it felt like, hey, we let's just put in this character everybody loved. It's like, you shouldn't what, have done that. Just would it have been out. out of the question? Wait, Mike, wait. Would it Carl been- Winslow at the time. Carl Winslow. Oh, my God. I hate you, dude. I'm done with this <laughs> network after tonight. Um... <laughs> Would it have been out of the question for? Okay, what was his character's name? Do you remember? I do not remember uh, his name. All I remember is Carl Winslow. I don't remember his name in Die Hard. Okay, I think his name was Officer Jamal or Officer Tyrone or something like that. So his name was Al Powell. Al Powell. 
Really? It was Al Pal? I'll go with it. Okay. So we'll just call him Al then instead of my original uh, idea because uh, that probably wasn't okay anyway. Um, <laughs> would it have been completely out of the question for Al and, and John McClane to have been friends, like real-life friends by this point and maybe went on vacation together? And, and that way you could have put him in the entire movie somehow. Yep. Or at the very least, if you couldn't get him for the whole movie, have him get injured halfway through the movie and he's in the hospital. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. What do you got to say? A vacation wouldn't have worked because this was only a year after the first film, so they didn't really know each other that well. You know, because the thing is, they didn't really hang out after the film. It was more so this was just like a second and like a second kind of encounter with the two of them. So you could see why he's more of like a throwaway character. And like I said, he had to be a throwaway character because he was busy making a sitcom. So that's all I had time for. Yeah, that makes sense. That is, yeah, yeah, you, you got it. You got it. All right. Um, no, I mean, the only thing that truly upset me was the cheesy dialogue about it when Die Hard 2. And I will be honest with you, I thought the script has too much fat on it. Like, it's a two-hour movie. I think it's over two hours. Could we yeah. not have cut it down to an hour and 40 minutes or an hour and four? What? It's my hours. <laughs> That's two hours and three minutes. Thank you. I I will say this. Um, I was young when it came out. So what? My, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The original. Here, here we go. The original was two hours and 15 minutes. The sequel was two hours and three minutes. So the, actually, the sequel is shorter. By 12 well, it minutes. Felt long. It felt long. Yeah. And then, see, that's the funny. And I didn't even know that. That's a surprise to me. Because actually, Berlia just asked me the other day. She said, well, is the original? Because I told her, I was like, listen. Because she didn't like Die Hard 2. And I said, listen, I'll show you a real Die Hard movie like in a few days. We'll watch the original or something like that. And uh, and she asked. She said, well, is the original the same as long as this one? And I, I thought. I told her. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's around the same or maybe a little bit shorter. Because it feels, you're right, it, the pacing of the original is way better, and therefore it doesn't feel like a two-hour and 15 minutes. But my God, it's it's longer. Um, I, You know, but like I said, the script, it's a little convoluted. It's got a little too much fat on it. I think we could have cut out the entire plot of the colonel getting busted out of that plane. And you know what I mean by that? Like the whole thing of, of them rescuing... It, was it the colonel or whatever they called him? Yeah, they were they were taking. Uh, he was he was a he, yeah the 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 general. And I think it was a, the yeah, general. Matter, I know you're talking about the general. Yeah. yeah, they were. That was it was all about getting you know freeing him. Yeah, yeah. And they oh come on, Paul. They could have reworked that script just a tad bit, and they could have cut that out. They could have cut out all those scenes. And because if you really think about it, that actor who played that character, he he was phoning it in. He didn't even look yeah. like he was in the movie. Like he was like, "Oh, let's just get this over with, Mother Russia," you know that type of shit. So I, I don't know. I, even, I don't know as much. The guy who played, I don't know his freaking name in real life. Uh, the black guy who was in Good Times and he was McDowell on Coming to America. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, Jordan. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think it was uh, General Tyrone. Yeah. As much as he is. <laughs> As much of a, everything I've ever seen him in, he's always, a, you know, he does a good job. I even felt 
he was phoning in his his well, his his uh stuff that in that in that movie like they were uh, focusing so much on you know bruce and that that everybody else had to phone in except for yeah. dennis franz dennis yeah. franz was dennis franz but everybody I, else it felt like they were phoning it in i will agree like he is a good actor and i didn't feel like he was phoned it in i think it was more so his character because i mean the twist at the end was he was on the side of the bad guys so and if you think about it, it almost makes sense that he was kind of phoning it in throughout the good portion of the movie because he was. That's true. Great. That's he true. Was, I, I was, see it. From, see it from your point of view. You're making more sense than I was. So yeah, you're right. Phone. Yeah, because he was. He was being. He was a fake. He was a fraud. Yeah. So uh, that's how I took it. But he's a good actor, and I he he, he had a play. Uh, he played a good character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and that part. Of, where he slit that guy's throat in the plane, and then it's man, did you have to do that? Like, god damn it, what the fuck? Like, that was a brutal scene. But yeah, he's um, in he, he's in another favorite show of mine. He played the military guy um, in uh, the West Wing. I don't know if you know what show that is. The one that had Martin no. Sheen playing the prison. No, well, it's a good show, and he's in it. There's a lot of people in this movie that I, I like that are good actors. Like I said, Bruce Willis not a good actor, just entertaining. There's a difference, right? Right. Um, also the main villain, did we have to see him butt fucking naked in the beginning of the movie? I mean, did we have to, he could have been wearing some undies and yeah, I get it. He was doing his little exercises and he's a master in Twaekwondi do 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 da da and all that fucking shit that he, we noticed in the beginning. Of the movie. Did he have to be naked? You know, well, I, I I would say no, but at the time I was going through a phase in my life where I was questioning sexuality, so I thought it was a fine scene. <laughs> I mean, just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. I I mean, I was in the middle of a sentence, but fuck, I mean, just go ahead and play scenes all randomly, like scenes you already played, producer. I mean, why not? That's funny to your twelve-year-old brain. Anyway, um. No, I mean he. Uh, I don't fucking know. I that seeing that stupid scene for the umpteenth time just took away my thought process. But uh, <laughs> no, whatever. He he wasn't uh, as uh, charming as Hans was in the beginning, of course. But you know, it now was Han, what it was. Now Hans, Hans is the man, and he'll always be the man. I, out of all five diehards, he's the best baddie because he was so calm. You know what's like with wrestling, I know and I'm trying to get off the subject, trying to get off the subject, but when I was a kid, Jake the Snake scared me because every wrestler got up there and screamed in your face and slobbed at the mouth, and Jake talked to you. He was real calm and demeanor. So yep. I always felt that bad guys who are calm and don't <clears throat> fuck around, they're more menacing. I'm more afraid of the quiet guy than the guy who's, you know, screaming and hollering at the top of his lungs. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Uh, Jake the Snake was amazing in his prime with the promos and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, I was at a convention back in May that he was at. He walked right past me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything to him because he's fucking Jake the Snake Roberts. So I was, you know. Um, right. But, yeah, no, there. it's really, like I said, just the, the, the fatty script and some of the cheesy dialogue, that's my only two complaints about Die Hard 2. Uh, and that's it. I, I, I think it is a fun movie. By the way, I know I'm a, probably alone on this. I think that Bruce Willis, may, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but 
His like John McClane almost looks younger in this movie than he even does in the first Die Hard for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if he just looks more professional in this one or if he looks I don't know what the fuck they did, but uh, this one almost looks like it came out first like as far as like how he looks. I don't know. It, it, I think it was the way he was dressed. I mean, he had all that nice, you know, because everything was going good, you know, in his life. His wife was coming, you know, because when the first one, his, he was, his, you know, his trying wife to get back with his, well, you know what I mean. She was his on the plane. His wife was coming. Yeah, okay. His yeah. wife was coming. So, you know, he was dressed all nice. So you're right. You know, he looked younger. In the first one, he looked disheveled. You know, oh, my wife left me. I'm going to try and go win her back. I'm going to go see my kids. He didn't have a lot going for him. So he dressed like, you know, Lethal Weapon dude. Mel Gibson did in the first one all. Uh, life's, you know. But this one, his wife's coming back to him, and they're gonna, you know, have a family Christmas. So he's all dressed up nice, and just it made him look younger. Your your clothes can make you look different. Yeah, right? it, that's how I see. I feel. Was his hair thicker in number two? I do believe so. I don't know if he was trying something to grow his hair or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it did. Yeah, I, I, that also kind of made his face look a little less fatty too. So like, I don't know what it is, man. Like, and I always thought that when I was a teenager, you know, watching the, the all three Die Hard movies, because for some reason, I would we would always have these family occasions where we would just watch all three Die Hard movies right in a row. And I always thought that even back then, like, like Die Hard 2, look, the actors, they look like that movie came first before Die Hard. I don't know. <laughs> and then but, and then Die, Die Hard 3 came out and he looked disheveled again, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 so, yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I but I like it. I, I it's it's not my favorite Die Hard. It's not even my second favorite Die Hard. But it's definitely a good movie. I'll I'll give it a three and a half out of five. I give it a four. I'm a little bit more forgiving. I I do like that part where the reporter in the beginning went up to the main bad guy and he said, "She said, do you have any words that you can share with?" And he goes, "Yeah, fuck and you." <laughs> I like that. Which, which I never gave my, I never gave how many stars I was going to give uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. I didn't give my stars, um, so I'm going to go ahead real quick and say zero. Oh, okay. What did I give it? Did I give it a three out of five? Yeah, you gave it a three. You were very generous, but that's because mm-hmm. she was a potty mouth. You liked her. Yes, she was a potty mouth. And you know what? Real quick, just to reiterate that from a half an hour ago or whatever, I. If I wasn't the type of guy to love vulgarity coming out of a woman's mouth, you're right, man. I it probably would have destroyed it for me. Because if I had to listen to a woman talk in a way that I don't want to hear her talking, and you're that lasted what for a half an hour of the whole fucking movie? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if I didn't like that, you're right. I I'd, I'd gotten sick of the movie too. But that's just how you know I I like a vulgar woman. You know. I, I'll clean that mouth out with my pee-pee. You know, I'm just saying. There you anyway, go. but yeah, uh, Die Hard 2, I like it. Uh, like I said, three out of ha- three and a half out of five. It would be a four out of five if it just wasn't for the fatty script, a little convoluted script, and uh, some of the cheesy dialogue. I think that... I'm surprised you didn't give it just three. I mean, you gave it three and a half. I'm surprised you didn't lose a star for a man ass, you know, looking at that man's butt. I... I all jokes aside, and I, God, I hope by this point our viewers know that I'm just joking. Like, like when I make lighthearted racist jokes, I'm just joking. When I make lighthearted homophobic jokes, I'm just joking. And in all seriousness, shit like that actually doesn't bother me whatsoever. Oh, okay. Um, 
What, Mike? I was just going to say, is this some of the cheesy dialogue you meant? Just tell me if you think this is cheesy, because this is what I got. <gasps> consider that that cheesy like i said my only cheesy uh the shit that i couldn't handle was just the, uh, the plane stuff between his wife and dickless that that was really it for the most part for me they could have left dickless out of the movie they could have just had her alone on the plane and it still would have worked because yeah. her being stuck up there was enough drama we didn't need an antagonist on her end it's like it just it just it that was something that i felt was was pushed and rushed yeah, cut down on the time of the movie if we had spent less time with their banter. Exactly. If we would have cut out the general and that whole plot of breaking him free, if we would have cut out Dickless entire, because wouldn't it matter that he was getting it to the the uh the news report station and all that and trying to get then then that had any any it, it didn't matter. So no. you're right. If we would have cut those two aspects out, we could have cut a good fifteen minutes maybe out of the movie, if not a little bit more. And it would have been a better movie, in my opinion. It was just Die Hard 2, a little too fatty. That's what I'm going to call that movie. But yeah, three and a half out of five. I still really like it. And like I said, if I look at it as a standalone film, it's a great movie. So right. that's how I feel about it. Um, Okay. You want to go on to uh, the one that you love the most, Santa Slay? Yes, Santa Slay. This is my favorite Christmas movie that's not like your typical you know, like, you know, Christmas Vacation or Christmas Story. When it comes to horror movies that are Christmas or outside of the norm of holiday films, this is my number one. I love this movie. I love it to death. I think the only reason it wasn't successful was because in 2006, people weren't ready yet for Santa horror movies yet. That was still, I think, a couple more years away. But this is like, it has everything. It has cheesy humor which this movie is a cheesy film. It's, it wasn't, it, 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 I don't, it's a movie about Santa directed by a lot of, directed and produced by Jewish people. It stars Jewish people. So that right there makes me, okay, they're not going to take this movie seriously. And the movie isn't, they don't take it seriously. It's just, it's, it, to me, it's the perfect campy horror movie. And because Christmas is involved, I just love it to death. I own it. I think it's an awesome movie. And no, you, no one could ever tell me. Six stars. I'm telling you that right now. Six out of five. Six out of five. Yeah. Um. What, Mike? I'm just going to wait. So wait, Paul, you said that it was made by Jewish people and it stars Jewish people. So are you trying to say that Goldberg is Jewish? Well, of course he's Jewish. Is he? First... Yeah, he was the first Jewish wrestling champion. No Jew had ever won a belt until he did when he won it from Hogan in WCW. Well, he won the United States Championship first. Yes, but um, there had been other Jewish wrestlers who had smaller titles. He was the first Jewish world champion in any wrestling organization. Yeah, oh man, I all these years I never knew Goldberg was Jewish. Yep. I didn't even know that this current girl that I, I've been fucking lately, I didn't even know she was Jewish for the last year that I've known her. And she just 
told me and a friend that we were hanging out with the other day. She just blurted it out loud, like randomly. And oh no, she had Hanukkah socks on. And we, I looked, I was like, why are you wearing Hanukkah? And she's like, because I'm Jewish. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I guess all I was concerned with just putting my penis in your mouth, but still, like, I, I, you should have told me that you were Jewish, you know? Anyway, back to the movie. Um, I, uh, I don't like Goldberg. I, I'm just going to be honest about that. I, I never liked him in WCW. Definitely didn't like him when he came to WWE. And I definitely did not lot like his uh, recent WWE runs. And I specifically hate seeing Goldberg as the character that is uh, when they had him beat uh, Bray Wyatt at that pay-per-view in like what, 15, 20 seconds. Okay. The, the new Goldberg stuff in Vince McMahon's crazy world of WWE. Yes, that was, I don't, any of the stuff he did after WCW was just crap. But the stuff he did during, I liked the whole, even though the streak was full of shit, you know, he'd, he'd be on Monday and it would be like, he's won 90 matches. And then, then it would be on the next Monday. He's at 99. Like, dude, he didn't wrestle nine times between the Mondays. So I knew it was all bullshit, but I still, I, I just liked his character. But the reason why I like Goldberg and, and, and I can't, no one will ever change my mind was back when he was in WWE. So this was 2002. Uh, my oldest daughter, she was six. She had a stroke and she had to go back and relearn to write and all that stuff. Start all basically start all over, but she had a stroke and I wrote him an email because she used to like watching me play uh, WCW versus the world on my 64 and she liked Goldberg and she liked his pyro and, you know, I had a shirt. So she, so she really liked, Yeah. So she really liked big, uh, like Bill Goldberg, and she was little. Like I said, she had a stroke, and she kept calling him Goldberger. I like Goldberger. So I sent him an email and explained to him what happened, and he sent, you know, he 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 made sure that I wasn't just trying to get his autograph to sell it on eBay or something. He did his research, but he sent a letter back, an email back, and he sent her an autograph picture. I reached out to many wrestlers that my daughter liked in WWE, and he was the only one that sent her an autographed picture, which we still have. So he came through for my daughter after she had her stroke. So he's totally always going to be number one on my wrestling list just because of that. It, it, just because of that. Okay. I get it now. Yeah, I, I get that. That's awesome of him that he would do something like that. I, I wouldn't have thought Bill Goldberg would do something like that. Yep, it was the you know, and he when he emailed me, he says I go on in twenty minutes, but I wanted to reach out and let you know I have an autograph going out in the mail tomorrow, and it's like you don't have to do that, you know. And it was like he just he's got a heart of gold, and I'll never hate him. That's awesome. Yeah, I get that, and that's why I said Goldberg the character. If you mentioned, I'm sure the man is a, right. a great guy. Um, but yeah, it's just the Goldberg character that they have built for him and he has built for himself. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I never liked it. Uh, you want to talk about an, uh, a legitimate undefeated streak? You know, you got to talk about Jade Cargill. You know what I mean? We'll get into more of that like later on in our miscuous, you know, rant, rant and all that. Right. But man, Jade Cargill has that fucking, you know, that undefeated streak that, that yeah. you know, is not inflated because they don't do house shows. Right. You know, that's why Goldberg's streak was inflated week to week because they were doing what two to three house shows, uh, you yeah. know, in each week. So, 
That was but cool. you knew, but you knew he wasn't in every house show. That's why when they would say, you know, oh, Monday night he has 90 wins and next week it would be like 96. It's like, I know he wasn't at that many house shows because he was a main eventer. The main eventers might do one house show, maybe. Hulk Hogan never did any house shows. So it's like Goldberg, if he did one, he only did one. So that's why I always knew their numbers were inflated. But, yeah. you know, they were hoping we wouldn't be paying attention since some people yeah. didn't, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know. But um, so back to this movie. Uh, I don't know what it is, Paul, but this movie does not land for me. Oh, it's it's so because now we're gonna roll re uh, a roll reverse, you know, from yes. Blade, Christmas Blade Christmas. I love the be the opening to this movie. I the intro with because there's a lot of uh, known actors in the first few minutes of the movie, right? Can I yes. show it? Do you want to see the? Do you want to see the intro? Oh, real quick? I have a little. Yes. I do. It's the best part of the movie. Go ahead. Put it on. <gasps> Santa? <laughs> yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Who are you? I love I love that movie. I just that opening the moment I saw that opening, I said, I'm gonna like this movie. It didn't, you know. So where where did it where did it go wrong for you? It had titties. So, yeah, you're right. It had some great ass fucking titties. Uh that whole strip club scene was fantastic. To me, the the rest of the movie to me doesn't have that same energy that that opening does, and and I get it. They couldn't have had those known actors in throughout the entire movie and all that. Like I get that, um, but I don't know. Like you're right. The movie it was intentionally cheesy. It was intentionally like off the wall. But there was something about it that just when a, when a movie has cheese to it, for some reason to me, it has to also have some sort of charm. And to me, this just feels like a, like a, like a too over the top cheesy, like it, it almost like there's no point to it, to the cheese uh, almost, but that's not to say I dislike, it's hard to explain. I don't like it, but I don't dislike it. Does that make any sense? I get it. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I've said that about movies before. So just, yeah, I what I do like about this movie, and and you get it in the beginning, the opening intro before the killing starts. Uh, because this came out and you said oh six, 
Yes. I do like the fact that this movie did not shy away from using socially unacceptable words. Like the father, when he called that guy, he said, you listen here, you half a fag. <laughs> you better not talk to my wife. <laughs> that was, that's my favorite part of that opening before the killing even starts. But, um, and then later on when that girl gets that guy, that present, and it's a gun, and he goes, are you absolutely fucking retarded? Like, what? <laughs> like that, that, yeah. was, that was funny yeah. to me. Um, the movie does have great stunt work. Like, like I will say that the stunt work and the action, they did go above and beyond for the stunt work and the action. I will say that. And Goldberg, he, he does a good job as a satanic Santa. Um, I don't know. I, the grandfather, I just, I don't like the grandfather. He wasn't believable to me as this angel that fought off or whatever he was, you know, that fought off Santa back in the, the day. Um, the claymation scene was fantastic. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about because I haven't seen this in years until I watched it last week with Berlia. But the, that claymation um, flashback scene, whatever you call it, it was fantastic. That was that's something that they probably won't do in in a today's world low budget it, movie. That's like that uh, Rankin and Bass, those old like Frosty the Snowman. It was done in that kind of. Mm-hmm. In that kind of feel, yeah. No, they, no one's gonna do that anymore. Yeah, it was in a movie recently. I can't remember what it was, and they got they they were afraid they were gonna get sued for it. I can't remember the name of the movie, so I shouldn't even fucking brought it up. I'm an idiot, but um, but yeah, I just I I love the animated part, but it, it's I just think it's funny the whole thing was resting on them. You know, they were curling. Those are those that thing where they throw it and they give the brooms. Yeah, that's an Olympic sport. I don't know why, but. I think a big reason this movie doesn't doesn't land for me is like the I don't like the characters. I don't like the boy or the girl. I I just think that they're too childish. And I know it's so weird hearing that from me because you know we just got done talking about that Shutter movie which with over the top immaturity in it. But I don't know. Like this one, it just it has moments where it feels like it's a cartoon. Like. It almost feels like it doesn't know who it's trying to be for. Is is it trying to be more serious? Is it trying to be like just a cartoony mess? Like, I don't know, man. Something about it. And I was ho- I was trying so bad to have a different opinion of it by the time it was over, but uh, I don't know. I think I personally think they were going for just straight up camp that yeah. it wasn't to be taken seriously at all. I mean, they set it up so they could make another one, and I think if it had been successful, they would have. But like I said, it was campy. It was, you know, violent, and in 2006, nobody wanted a campy, violent Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, now they now that's all everybody wants. Now, you know, let's have some movie mm-hmm. Christmas, but back not back then, so. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> a little confession here. I um, I had to watch this on, on an old DVD of it that I bought years ago. Um, thank God the, the price sticker was still on it. I only paid four dollars for it, so I bought it used at this store. Um, and my disc was a little scratched up, so the movie stopped right at the end at the airport scene when he was like talking to the girl. So I, oh. I, I totally forgot what was after that. Was that did I miss much or no? No, a- after he does that spiel with the lady, he goes and sits down and he sits down real hard, and the two old ladies next to him kind of. Oh, and he looks at him and gives him an evil look, and then that was just over. There oh, was some the extra- credits? Yeah, it was just the credits. If you watch 
there was bonus features where they showed all the bloopers during there was a, there was two different trailer sequences one with bloopers and then there was another one that showed what happened to everybody afterwards but they didn't use them i think they should have because they were they were humorous and they should have left those in sometimes directors take stuff out that i totally disagree with them it this would have actually helped it because of the campiness they went it wouldn't have hurt to have some more camp during the credits but uh, yeah you didn't miss anything it, that was the end of the movie there was okay nothing. yeah i didn't think i had much left on it but because i would have had i don't i didn't even remember that my disc was so scratched up that it stopped playing the movie but yeah thank god it was at the end um but yeah, you would have thought this would have been that one of those movies where you got to see the credits roll on the right side and on the left side you get a little screen that shows that the stuff that you were talking about. So yeah, right. that's weird that we didn't get that. Um, man, I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint what it is about this movie that just doesn't do it for me. I Like I said, I think it comes down to the characters, the fact that I don't like most of the characters and I don't like Goldberg. I think that's it because you're right. All, all the things that you said about the movie, you're right about it. It is a fun camp fest. It is. Um, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is that I like the opening. I, I used like to always, I used to always hope that somebody out there who has, you know, influence over people would bring it up. In a, in, on, on something, and so it could bring it, re-spark people's interest in it, just to make it a cult classic. But I don't think, because I think because of our woke society today, like some of the things you pointed out, it'll no one's ever going to want, they'll see this movie and go, oh, that was uncalled for. Oh, well, that was rude. I mean, real quick here, going back to Die Hard, just for a quick minute, I mean, you want to talk about woke and how Gen Z gets butthurt over everything, just show them that uh, Harlem scene from Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, like just yeah. show them that fucking scene. Yeah, that that's the scene Mike should have pulled and put on the fucking screen if he had any balls. But um, yeah, I mean, it's so funny to think that like, I mean, because I think studios didn't certain studios already come out within the last couple of years and say, hey, we're not censoring movies from the past. It, it the past was the past, and you just deal with how the movies were made. Didn't a couple um, of them do that? Yeah, some of them did it. One of them took it to the next level. Um, t uh, HBO when they had because Warner Brothers they own the rights to Gone with the Wind. There's like a little mini documentary before Gone with the Wind to explain to everybody what it was like back then, and that you know this movie yeah. shows a lot of racism, but it's culturally important to see it and it's full in entirety. So they like took these people by the hand and explained to them this movie's not good, but it's not friendly, but it's a good movie. It's like yeah. why do you got to do that shit? It yeah. it's just. There's a Disney movie that I actually have. I got a copy of it. Um, my, it's on. It's on, I can't play it because it's on Laserdisc. But it's it's called A Song of the South by Disney. That movie will never see the light of day. Disney's uh -huh. already said it won't. And yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, I, I okay, I understand why. But when it's when it's something historical, everybody wants us to remember about slavery. Everybody wants us to remember what happened during slavery. Everybody wants it to be on our mind. But yet when someone says, well, I got a movie that shows what it was like. Oh, no, that's not good. I'm surprised yeah. they let Roots. I'm surprised they let Roots still air. I just don't um, understand, you know. And real quick, before we go back to the what, Mike, joke. But um, fucking, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about Robert Downey Jr. just a few minutes ago in Iron Man. I'm surprised people don't try to re-cancel like cancel him because he did blackface in Tropic Thunder. It came up. It came up. 
it came up last year. People were getting, were talk, you know, and he came out and said something. What'd he came say? out and said something. I, I think he said that, you know, at the time it felt like it was the right thing to do, but now looking back on it, we should have gone a different route. So yeah, even he, of you know, course, can, uh, real quick before Mike, before you chime in, can we all three agree that all of these actors, all of these celebrities, they have no choice. They have to come out and say, yeah, you know, I do regret what I did back then. It's not okay. I should not have done that. I remember hearing an interview with X-Pac. What was it? Just a, uh, about a year, year and a half ago. And they brought up that episode of Monday Night Raw, 98, where he imper- they all uh, DX impersonated the Nation of Domination. Oh, and he yeah. put on blackface to impersonate Mark Henry. It was known. It was a fact that Mark Henry signed off on that idea. He was fine with it. But X-Pac, he said, oh, man, no, I should not have done that, man. We uh, we was a different time, man. We should not have never done that. And I hate listening to people say that shit. Like, uh, listen, for our viewers, current viewers, new viewers, I won't make any examples on this show because I don't want to hurt the reputation of Paul the nerd. But I, yours truly, your favorite cripple, I say any and all socially unacceptable words, and I don't give a fuck if you're offended by that. Anyway, moving on. Mike, what? Are you sure that you don't mean Tupac instead of X-Pac? Because I never heard X-Pac, but I heard a Tupac. That's, no, that's number one. X-Pac is a wrestler. Uh, I don't I don't know who that is, but okay. Um I have a politically incorrect scene to okay. play. For. Okay. 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 Here we go. Okay. I can't wait to see the shit we got. Can we open our motherfucking presents now? Of course. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you. Fuck. Yeah, that is a good scene. I loved it. I thought that that was another thing I thought was funny. I will give it to you. Like, the movie is good. I I really think it is just the characters, man. That's it. When I don't like characters in movies, it's hard for me to like the movie. I'll give you a good example. The latest Ghostbuster movie. Ghostbusters movie. Like, Afterlife? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I wanted to like it so fucking bad, but all the fucking kid characters just pissed me off. Annoyed me. I What, Mike? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, that movie sucks because there's no Slimer in it. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to say? Muncher sucks. Is that what you want me to say? Muncher's a bitch. And they should have never done it. And Slimer is what should have, what would have fixed that entire fucking movie, right? All right, get out of here until you have something to say. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, that's all it is, man. Because you're right. Like Santa Slay is a fun, campy film. I just, for some reason, I just don't like the characters, and for some reason, that does it in for me. I don't know, but. Oh, and Goldberg. Yeah, so I guess that kind of goes along with the character thing. Is Goldberg? I mean, it it, it it's fair. It, it, I I'm not I'm not gonna you know you're not hurting my feelings because yeah. if you don't like the if if the guy who plays the main role you don't like, you're just not gonna like it. You, you, right. You, I give you credit for even trying. To be honest, when you first bought it, even even if it was a dollar ninety nine, 
I, I give you credit for at least giving it a shot, you know, because that like, like, you know, like I don't, there's a lot of people I don't like actor wise, but I'll still be like, eh, okay, I'll try it because so and so and so and so is in it. And right. I'll be like, nope, I shouldn't have bought it. But at least you, you know, you tried. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. I'd have been more upset if you had paid full price knowing you don't like Goldberg. That would have been a foolish thing. Right. Um, and you know, the, 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 the frustrating thing about Santa Slay is it, you, you know what I mean when I say there's just certain low budget horror movies that for some reason just everyone knows about. I guess Hobo with a Shotgun would be one of them. You know, like so many people that I know knows that movie, but you know they don't pay attention to most low budget. They don't end up uh, pay attention to the indie scene and in, in the horror right. genre. And I know Hobo with a Shotgun isn't technically a horror movie, but at the same time, it kind of is because it's got all the horror aspects in it. You know, but uh, I would say Santa Slay is another one. I know a lot of people that has seen that movie, but just won't give the time of day to any other indie horror movie. But they know that movie. Right. And yeah, you know, I have to agree with you on the horror. I think it's a horror, a horror action hybrid for the hobo shotgun. I mean, look at the, look at the two men in the iron suits. I mean, that was like, you know, that was a horror like thing that, you know, so no, I agree with you, but if you're, that's the thing about indie films, or I don't know about how it is now, but how it was back in the day, you know, there'd be like one indie film, people would love it, but they wouldn't, Everybody wanted to have an indie film in their repertoire so they could look intelligent when they go to a you know a meeting or they'd go out to dinner with somebody, you know, bring up that one independent film like, oh, you're you like indie film? Oh yeah, of course. You know, I know blah blah blah. It's a great film. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's just you know it used to be a niche or niche or however you want to say it a thing. You know, now more people are into indie, but I know I'm I've been into indie for a long time, and I've my my. I, I like indie because things get Hollywood puts their stamp on it too hard. You know, when, when you're a director and you're a producer and you have a vision and some suit in a plane comes down and been like, Nope, 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 Nope. Now the movie's butchered and no, and, that, and it yeah. bombs. And yeah. then Hollywood turns around and blames the producers, the actors and the directors. But these directors don't have the balls to go on national television or on a report, an article or a website and actually say, well, this movie would have been good, but the fat fucker from fucking the studio came in and fucking slashed my budget. I yeah. that's one thing I that's one thing I hate about Hollywood. Well, there's more than one, but this is one thing I hate. They blow each other. They're always blowing each other. You know these motherfuckers hate each other, but they always have something nice to say about each other. It's like you're full of shit. I know you are so full of shit. It's like you know that. So yeah, I I'm not a big. Yeah, I like Hollywood blockbusters, and I still watch them like everybody else. But I have no respect for Hollywood. Right. I mean, like in back of the day, no one had the guts to come out and say, like, "Oh yeah, you know, Harvey Weinstein, he uh, butchered my movie and then he raped my wife." And but you know, they can't say shit like that because there's NDAs and or whatever it's called, and and you can't talk bad about your bosses and shit like that. Right. But um, fuck, I don't know, like it. And, and what was uh, someone was just telling me earlier that new Avatar movie? It has a budget of two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, like what? Like why does it need that? 
and like I was telling my friend, and I'm over here watching and, and enjoying movies that have a budget of 250000 you know? The Terrifier 2 was made for 250000 you know? Um, I get hey, different strokes for different folks, whatever, you know? Like, uh, And that's a big thing, like, and much like the, the racist and sexist jokes that I make, I'm not really fucking serious on all of it. And I... I don't like to put people down for what they're into. You know, I'm real big on that. I think we talked about this on a past episode. Like, you know, I grew up a wrestling fan. I had to grow up people making fun of me for being a wrestling fan. So I, and it hurt, you know, it always hurt my fucking feelings, you know, being made fun of for being a wrestling fan. And so I don't do that to people, you know, whatever people are into good. It's probably great. I'm just not into it. You know, that's where I had the good life Uh, growing up in the South. I could come out. I, I could come out and say I was a wrestling fan because you know everybody down there was a wrestling fan too. But when I moved up to Illinois in '89 and I was talking to people up there, oh yeah, I, you know I watched da da da. I watched Raw. I watched you watch that fake stuff. Why do you watch that fake stuff? Why don't you watch boxing or something else? That's fake. So yeah, I understand. Uh, wrestling fans, man. Some of them back in the day. You could get ripped to shreds, and you—you you were from you're in Ohio. That that's a northern state too. That you know, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I'm sure people I, what, are people are judgmental as fuck here in Ohio. Uh, that is for goddamn sure. <laughs> I heard I was watching that um that Christmas uh, that hybrid mind jacked uh, near Duels, but they were cracking on Ohio in that episode. Joey T and. Tyree and Aaron was, and I was in my head, I was agreeing with everything they they were saying, because it's true. Ohio kind of sucks. But at the same time, Ohio also doesn't have a lot of bad stuff going for it either. You know, we, we don't get hurricanes over here. You know, acts of God does not destroy our property over here in Ohio. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but yeah, we ain't got nothing else going on. It's just, it's just one of those quieter states, you know, and that's really about it. So, but Cleveland rocks, so there's one thing. Yeah, I guess you do have. Um, yeah, you got some things in Cleveland that are uh, noteworthy, like the Hall of uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and stuff like that. But I think that's it. I don't think Ohio is known for anything else, really. So I'm okay with it. I'm not embarrassed to live in Ohio, and you know, whatever. But um, yeah, no, it's just uh, the area that I lived in. Every that same thing. When you watch that fake shit and. Nowadays, I have a good comeback for that, and it's like, well, if you think wrestling's fake, your favorite movie's fake. Like, why do you enjoy watching your favorite movie? It's fake. It's just, if you're gonna call wrestling fake, then under that same umbrella of a description of the word fake, that's your favorite movie as well. Because there's really no difference between wrestling and movies the way they're made. The only difference is is wrestling is done in one take in front of a live audience, like live theater, and a movie right. you can have as many takes as you want. And if anything, wrestling, the wrestlers, they're performing the stunts, they're performing the character, and so and, and they're putting their bodies on the line. So if anything, I think wrestling is a little bit more dangerous than being a movie actor. But as you both as we both know, you can't reason with people. They hate wrestling. You could compare it to anything. Oh, it's not the same thing. That's it's you can't you Yeah. Know. I mean, people hate on wrestling. You're you're right. Like and that's why I've always said, like, hey, whatever you're into, cool. I'm not going to put it down. I'm just not for me. I'm not going to sit there and, well, you like that shit? Why? You know, I'm not, 
No, I've gone through way too much of that. I went through time periods where I'd have friends come over, and as soon as they would see wrestling on my TV, they would just turn right around and leave. And it's like, what the fuck ever, dude? Like, no, was, you want to be... Just... It, go ahead. Yeah, no, that was it. I was, you want to be a oh. dick like that? You, you know, I'll pick my entertainment world over friends any fucking day. That's how I am in today's world. In my life these days, it's like I, I do have friends. I do have a... I'm very thankful. I have a lot of good people in my life. And thankfully, they're the people that accept what I'm into. And some of them are even into what I'm into. Um, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't let anybody like influence me to try to not be a, a part of the fandoms that I'm a part of. You know, I just and just right. it's the same thing with my freedom of speech. I've always told people like, um, you know, you talk how you talk and I will talk how I talk. I don't. I am not unlike the rest of the country. I'm not going to let Gen Z uh, dictate what I am am and not allowed to say. I'm just not going to do it, you know. And 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 most of my friends are okay with it, you know. They just say, "Hey, just um, if you come to my house, can you not say that word?" It's like, "All right, I can do that for you." <laughs> it's just, it's just like porn. You know, back in the '80s and '90s, everybody you came across, you ever brought up porn? Oh, you watch that dirty shit. You watch that dirty shit. And then later on down the road, as I get older, I finally realize, you know, the internet comes out and then you realize that women uh, watch porn more than men. So now you sit there and be like, all those fucking women that used to tell me I was a scumbag, they were watching it. And it make it was a billion dollar a year industry. All right. So it makes a billion dollars a year, but yet nobody likes porn. Hmm. Okay. It's like, come on, man. If you like something, just say you like it. Don't. Don't, you know, if somebody's going to hate you, they're going to hate you. Why do you want someone who's going to hate you in your life anyway? Yeah, that's toxic. I I wouldn't ever again. I mean, I used to allow this when I was in my teens and early 20s, but never in my life these days or ever again the rest of my life will I ever allow a person to stay in my life if they're going to put me down for what makes me happy in life. Um, throughout that, you probably don't know this because you wouldn't have done something like this, but throughout the 2010s, I would say all the way up until 2018, maybe, or 2019. No, I think 2018. The A lot of these cable companies and satellite companies, they you could subscribe to actual porn channels through your, your local cable company. Yep. Like they, like they would have the Playboy channel, Penthouse TV, Hustler channel, you know, just all that. And so I was doing it. Because, and everyone would always say like, well, you can watch it for free on the internet. Why are you paying for it? And I wasn't paying, I was paying for the luxury of just being able to turn on a channel and just relax on the couch and, and watch it. And I actually, cause like I have a no kid rule at my house. Cause again, I fucking hate being around my friend's kids. But, uh, so I, I would never have to worry about my friends bringing their kids over. So when my friends would come over half the time, I would just have, uh, the penthouse channel on because like, it's just casual to me. I'm not jerking off to it. I'm just watching it, you know, and, and come on in, take right. this, watch this woman, uh, take the big old black cock, you know, or whatever. And so we can laugh about it then cry later. Cause we don't have big penises like that because we're white anyway. But, uh, no, I just entertainment. Like why should anyone be putting each other down for what our entertainment choices are like that? That's terrible. Right. So, but anyway, um, so you already said Santa Slay six out of five. I'm going to be yeah. generous. I'm going to be generous and I'm going to give this a three out of five. Cause like I said, I don't hate it. I don't even really dislike it. It's just the characters I dislike and Bill Goldberg I dislike, but the movie itself is fun. 
So yeah, three out of five for me. Okay. I, I will say also, there's not much they could have changed in the movie to make it better. I do think they made a, a, a really decently made, good good cinematography, good, you know what I mean? It was a good made movie. If they had put anything extra in it, they would have actually made it worse. Because it was an hour and 20 minutes, it was nice and short, it, it, it flowed, and that was it. If they had put more in there, like you wanted to see more, you know, of the characters and whatnot, that would have probably killed it. That would have yeah. probably killed it. Yeah, like Christmas, bloody Christmas, too much. I know you like to have, but for me, I'm not. I know for you, me and you are different, but for me, I think if they had put more into it, I would have been. Uh, what Christmas, bloody Christmas? No, how how you like the the slow buildup? Like you don't have a problem with slow buildup. If they did Santa sleigh with a slow buildup, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. That's I think me and you. That's where me and you differ. You like the slow build, and I like the let's get yeah, it, you know. Yeah. It's it's totally left field for our current conversation, but I the the example that comes to my mind is the Evil Dead franchise. I prefer one hundred percent the original Evil Dead over Evil Dead Two. Why? Because of pacing. It, it's a slow build, slow burn, and then it just ramps up, ramps up, and then by the end of it, it's fucking balls to the wall, batshit crazy. Evil Dead Two, it jumps all over the place. It, it feels almost too rushed. And the beginning of it, and you're going back and forth from the, the the news recruiter people, you know, that get to the cabin eventually, back and forth from that to back to the cabin. And I don't know, man, it it's pacing. It, that's what it is to me. Yeah, I like the I original because the pacing. I remember the first time I saw Evil Dead Two. I'm like, wait a minute, how is this a sequel? He came up here with his friends, not just his girlfriend. I was really bothered by the way it started. Well, <laughs> and that's like an age old like argument right between fans and debate and all that like because like how does evil dead 2 happen from evil dead 1 the way i make it up in my mind is when evil dead the evil dead or uh, you know the original when that one ends it ends by a pov camera the, the the spirit you know just jumping right into ash's face right and then it ends well mm. you could say that he didn't really he didn't die you could say that they kind of grabbed a hold of him and threw him back into the beginning and made him live through all of it again, which is kind of believable because he got thrusted back into the ancient times in Army of Darkness. Um, or you could take the way that the, the original Evil Dead ended and you could splice it into the part a little bit ways in, a few minutes into Evil Dead 2, where the spirit grabs a hold of him again and he gets possessed and he's flying into that tree and then falls face first into that muddle or that, that uh, puddle of water or whatever. And then he's possessed and he looks up at the sun and he, you know, you know what I mean? You right. could splice that together and not even show that beginning scene of evil dead too. So they, they, you could splice it together like that. You said muddle. You said muddle. What the fuck is the muddle? Hey, I'm tired. So shut the fuck up. You I don't mind. Muddle. You said <laughs> I don't mind slow movies because, like, uh, Morgan says down here, slow burns that pay off are the best. I don't mind slow movies that are character driven if that's what I know. It like Lord of the Rings. I would, I, I would have hated it if it had been a ninety-minute movie. I, I like the way it built. I like how the sequel, the second film, The Two Towers, was very, very slow and drawn out because. It was building up for the end. 
I, 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 what I'm saying is like with Chris, like horror movies, action movies, I don't want a slow burn. I, I want it to just let's just get the action. Give me my movie. I got popcorn. I'm ready to see explosions. I don't need yeah. to see your life story. So I feel it's it's for me. It depends on the kind of the movie, uh, drama. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Take your time. I agree with that. It, it depends on the movie. Depends on the characters and what the movie's supposed to be. I do. I agree with all that. Because like you said earlier, uh, Terrifier Two is two and a half hours, but it doesn't feel like it is. It because it, it it trucks along nicely. Right. Um, speaking of Terrifier, the director, Damien Leone, is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Yeah. I heard the other day, I didn't see it on an article, but I heard that, did he sign with a movie studio? Yeah, there was an article. Yeah. And yeah. And one, I, I don't remember what show it was. They brought it up the other day. Uh, Michael J. And I think was Poe maybe. Yeah. They, it, there was an article. He did sign. He did sign with a, with a company. And then, like, when when people were telling me this, their their first comment was, oh, the next, you know, the next Terrifier is going to be ruined by this. And, you know, I, I don't think so. Because I watched quite a few interviews that he did with podcasters and YouTubers and stuff like that. And he flat out said, he said, yes, I'm trying to get signed by a studio. I'm trying to. He said, that's obviously my next step in my career. And he flat right. out said, he said, I'll make a PG-13 horror movie. He said, I will definitely sell out in order to make more money and make a PG-13 horror movie. But then he said, he said, however, I will never, you know, Terrifier, the franchise, he said, will remain the same. You know, I'm going to finish those movies independently. And he, that's what he said. I wish I could find that so I could send it to you guys. But because I watched a lot of interviews that he did and all that. Um, no, Mike, it's not. Art's he, not dead. Your mom's probably he, dead right now, but Art's not dead. Here's the thing that I have to say about this. If he signed with a company, that's good. But if he was smart, everybody sees these people sign with studios and they get all upset. Oh, it's going to hit shit's going to hit the fan. We have to wait and see. He may uh, he may be like like you said, "Oh, I'll do these PG-13s or whatever you want to do, but you can't touch art. You can't touch the Terrifier." And they may be like, "That's fair." So he may get to still do whatever the hell he wants for Terrifier 3. We have yeah. to wait and see. I think I don't think he's stupid. I, I think he knows better than to let uh, Terrifier three be. Um, maybe I should say muddled again. Well, is he going to let Terrifier three be muddled? If he's a um, smart man, he would have put it in a contract where, hey, your hands off on this, you know. I think so, and I just I just seen Anthony say in the comments he's going with a studio for three. Do you have proof of that? Did he say? Does that was that in the? proof of when he said who did he even sign with did that come out what what studio he signed with uh, michael j said it the other day he signed with william morris entertainment so it's not a studio it's an agency and i hate them they are the toughest to deal with they always have blown me off since 2011 fuck them so you only hate them just because they blew you off for your low budget in the toilet fucking podcast is what you're saying. Anyway. Uh, no, I don't think we have anything to worry about with Terrifier 3. I, I do have a feeling that Terrifier 3 will be the last one, though. Because I think before he signed with anybody, I think he was planning on doing a 3 and a 4. But now, I think he'll want to do just Terrifier 3. Get it done and over with. Finish out the storyline. Give us the huge plot twist that uh, Art the Clown is Sienna's father. 
Because that's where I think we're going to go with it. No, no, I think that's where they're going to go with it, honestly. I think Art Art is uh, Sienna's father. But anyway. You know, um, you know what? Now, now that you say that, and remembering that sketchbook and stuff, you might be onto something there. I think, no, I'm telling you, dude, I think that's where they're going to go with it. I really do. Um because it would explain why he was after her and, and in there. And that, that just, I don't know. I just, I think that's what it is, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I yes. think the third one's going to be the last one. I think it's going to be another two hour movie. And I think we're going to get a, a little bit more. I have a feeling part three is going to be a little bit more slow build and a little bit more like backstory and, you know, shit like that. And we're probably not going to get an awesome claymation scene like Santa Slay gave us, but <laughs> Um, I do think part three is, is the end, uh, and that's okay. Let you know we'll have three uh, the trilogy, the Terrifier trilogy, and then that's fine as long as we have a good ending, a conclusive ending to Art the Clown. Don't give us no, you know, to be continued scene or any anything like that. Give us a definitive ending in, in part three. I agree, and then he can move on, and he can make the next. Insidious spinoff that will be P PG or PG-13 whatever. And good for him. Let him go off and make the next paranormal activity. I don't give a shit. You know, just let him make his money. He he gave us hardcores what we wanted with Terrifier. More than what we wanted if you really think about it. And there's only we're right. only two movies in. It's okay. Go, he he can go off and reboot whatever the fuck franchise. He can reboot Darkness Falls. Remember that PG-13 horror movie? Yep. Yeah, that wasn't a bad movie for PG-13. He can go make a reboot to Darkness Falls. You know, the only reason some movies are... If it's PG-13, doesn't mean it's not any good. It just means it doesn't have a lot of blood. It doesn't have a lot of guts. I, I don't have a problem with a creepy, eerie movie if it's PG-13. If it gives me the creeps and the willies, that's fine. It's, you know, it doesn't have to... Do I like gore? Yes. Do I like over-the-top gore? Yes. But I also like... Movies that are that mess with my mind. I don't need to see you know blood and guts all the time. You know, you know, fuck with my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck with these nuts. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, <laughs> what was uh, what was that PG thirteen movie that Sam Raimi made in the two thousands? Drag me to hell. Yeah, drag the me to hell. Justin Long. Yeah, so. Drag Me to Hell was a fun movie. It was a very yes. fun movie. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, there are some PG-13 horror movies that are decent. Isn't that new Megan movie, isn't that going to be PG-13 that's coming out in a couple of months? That one I don't know about. See, I thought I heard that they're going to make that PG-13. I would not be surprised if they made it PG-13 because it looks like they're trying to appeal to a wide audience with that movie. Right. If something new comes out and it's PG-13, I'll give it a try. But, like, if someone said, oh, the next Texas Chainsaw is going to be PG-13, that I'd have to skip. Because I want, when I see that, I want my gore. You know what I mean? It, it, it situa Everything's situational for me. Yeah. You know, I can go either way, but it, you can't, you know. You know, and I know I've said it a million times in the past, but my favorite movie of all time is Army of Darkness. That's technically a PG-13 movie. Did you ever hear the story about why they made that rated R? No. They made it rated R because the studio was pissed that the first Evil Dead, from what I heard, because the first Evil Dead is unrated, and then the, the second Evil Dead is balls to the wall, so they obviously made it R-rated. So they felt because Army of Darkness was essentially Evil Dead 3, 
it didn't matter what cuts Sam Raimi and them was going to make it to Army of Darkness. They were going to give it an R rating. But mm. you watch that movie. That movie is PG-13 through and through. You got one little nipple, side nipple, which that's less nudity than the fifth element had. You get to see Mila Jovovich fucking itty bitty titties in, in the fifth element, you know, for a few seconds or whatever. And that's PG-13. You get a fucking yeah. sex scene and, and, and a, a claustrophobic sex scene in the fifth element. But that's PG-13, you know. But Army of Darkness got slapped with an R rating. It, it's, oh, man. So I love Army of Darkness. But yeah, that, and that movie could be PG-13. So you're right. It's all situational. Yeah, the 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 only the only reason that PG the Fifth Element was PG thirteen is because you have to have a certain breast size to go to R, so you know because her tits are non-existent. Is that what it was? So, yeah, that that's what, what I'm was? thinking. Yeah, I could just be a dick and just be you know because she's got mosquito bites for boobs, but well, you also get the you also you also get to see some cooch for a quick second in Resident Evil, the first one. Yeah, that me. She likes to show off her body. I I don't, I don't like the way she looks. I, I'm sorry. I I don't. I don't. I don't think she's attractive at all. I, I don't think she's a good actress either. But that's just me. You want to do an episode uh, in the future where we cover the entire Resident Evil, Paul Anderson, Mila Jovovich franchise? I mean, here's my thing. I love Rob Zombie films, so I'm probably gonna get you know, ver you know, right now everybody's like, ah, not a Rob Zombie fan. And his he gets so much shit for putting his wife in the movies. Well, fucking Anderson puts his wife in all his fucking movies, and no one says a goddamn word. That is true, but that's mainly mainly that's because Mila Jovovich can act, and Sherry Moon Zombie cannot. Sorry, that's just my opinion. But I think Sherry Moon Zombie is terrible as an actress. I really do. Like she was good as Baby. She was good as Baby in all three of the. And and you know as terrible as Three from Hell is as a movie. That's the baby movie, and she does incredible in that movie. The only the first time I saw Mila, and I was was in a movie called uh, Days to Confuse. She played a little hippie dippy chick who played her little guitar, and I was like, I just I didn't like her then. I don't like her now. I I just I just don't like her. I don't know why. I don't know something. I must have seen her in something I didn't like. Um, and I don't know. I just I don't like her. I don't think she can act. I don't think she looks yeah. good, but. Now she, she does good, think, she does good stunts. She does good stunts. Yeah. Now, Paul, could it be possibly that you just wrote Mila an email asking her for an autograph for your daughter and she didn't reply back? Is that why you don't like Mila Jovovich? No, no. I would have never done something so horrible to my kid. <laughs> you would end up giving your daughter another stroke if you had done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dad <laughs> loves you so much. He got you an autograph from a hack. Right, and then all of a sudden she's like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, and then you're like, no, I hate Mila Jovovich. <laughs> I just, I can't, I just, I don't know. And, and you know what? And he, here's the thing that's gonna even blow your mind even more. As much as I don't like her, I love the Resident Evil films. See, I'm fucking weird. What, Mike? No, I was gonna say Mila Mila Jovovich isn't a hack. Steve Merlot is a hack. Oh my god. We're not doing a, that on this show. We're not doing that bullshit. Um yeah, isn't it, that is weird, right? Like certain movies that you can like but it's like the actor in it, uh, I don't really like that. I get it. You know, it, I can get that. Cuz the Resident Evil movies 
they're 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 also camp fests, right? They're completely camping. Right. They're their own thing. They're not even true Resident Evil. They're just they veered off and, and made turned into their own thing. But I love the Resident Evil movies for what they are. Yeah, I loved them too. I thought they could have <clears throat> he could have changed a few things and not used the Resident Evil because now they're trying to bring it back. And that Welcome to Raccoon City was very close to the original material and i actually liked it i don't think sony's gonna make another one but i actually liked that welcome to raccoon city i thought it was really good i did, I did too i liked it. i didn't like it as much as i liked the Miliovovich resident evil movies but in its own way i did like Rac- uh welcome to raccoon city um i i did it not make enough money is that is that why sony's not gonna do a sequel to it i don't think i don't think it was it it had the people who saw it liked it, but I don't know. But not enough people went and saw it. So I don't think I don't think there was enough time because in between, you know, like the final chapter came out. I think it was 2016, mm-hmm. and then this one came out. It was it 2021? Um, it was either 2020 bought, or 20- no? It might have been 2020, right? Before, yeah, I think it was in 2020. So if that's the case, that's only four years. No, they should have waited. That's the thing. They should have waited and let people like crave another Resident Evil movie first. And, and you know what right. I mean? I don't know. Because because I like the animated films they did. Um, now I didn't watch the TV show, and I have you to to, to thank for that because for one, it got shit canned already. You watched the TV two, show? N- no. The more I thought about what you said, like yeah, I don't. I, Lance Reddick's a fucking awesome actor, but he should had no business you know, playing yeah. a bad guy. And so, so you saved me because it got canceled. So obviously it wasn't any good. So you saved me about what, eight hours of my time. So yeah. I thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome, babe. But uh, no, I didn't say he had no business uh, playing the bad guy. I said he had no business playing Albert Wesker, which the, the that, Albert, yeah, we- yeah, the Albert Wesker is a white German Nazi. And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking for myself here, not for anybody in Rabbit and Red Radio. I will not support any TV show or movie with race swapping. Thank you very much. I don't give a fuck what you think. So yeah, I um, and I agree with you. I, I think Lance Reddick is a great guy. He, he showed up on uh, Attack of the Show before G4 crashed and burned again, and he was funny on on Attack of the Show. So yeah, I ain't got no problem with Lance Reddick. Just they should have gave him an original fucking character to play on that Resident Evil series, and maybe the exactly. show wouldn't got canned. So exactly. that's just my that's just my opinion. But um, anyway, before we sign off tonight, let's talk a little wrestling. You know, I know you got some shit on your mind about wrestling. Where where what do you want to talk about with with professional wrestling? I want to talk about the fact that that old fart fucking piece of shit old man wants to fucking come back to the WWE. What the fuck? Stay the fuck out of it. It's doing better without you. Don't fucking piss in the pool, motherfucker, and go away. You're old. You're old. Get the fuck out. And I I can't believe this old man. Yeah, and I I just heard this earlier today. He's now saying that he got bad advice from people that suggested that he stepped down. And now, and now he wants to come back. He thinks the whole thing's going to blow over. And you know, it, it won't blow uh, over. Another woman just filed a lawsuit just just last week, so it's not going to blow over. You know what? If he comes back, it'll be bad news for WWE and bet and good news for AEW because 
what was making AEW so good is they were the 100% alternative to WWE. Now that Triple H is in charge of Raw and SmackDown, he is... WWE is still PG, and it's still not as raunchy as AEW, but now there's more similarities, right? Now it's a little bit closer to each other. And that's good in the sense that, like, now... We could, as adults, watch WWE again and not feel as embarrassed because it's not as much of a shitty, half-retarded cartoon show. But at at the same time, now AEW, and now people are going to be like, well, why watch AEW now now that Triple H is in in control of WWE? So a small part of me would find it hilarious if Vince McMahon did come back because he'll he'll run it into the ground all over again. Maybe not financially, but creatively all over again. See, we have that, what we were talking about earlier with all these woke people. So they're not going to want this sexist man running his company. I don't care that he's a sexist man. If he, if he used company money to hush these women up, that's illegal. I'm not talking about the, the morality here. I'm talking about the legalities. You can't use company funds to hush I- people. I will say real quick, I just want to speak for myself, and and you got to agree with me on this, Paul. God bless Vince McMahon for all the pussy he's probably gotten throughout his life, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) As long as as he didn't force anybody, and it's okay. If a woman, if he says, hey, look, look, this is how I am. If a grown adult tells, tells another grown adult, if you suck my fucking cock, I'll make you a star and you suck his cock, and there was no forcing, you can't come back 10 years later and say, well, he made me suck. No. No, you can't right. do that. If, if you sucked your way to the top, then you sucked your way to the top. But don't. But but when your career falls apart and, 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 you're, and you're going nowhere, and then now, well, what am I going to do? I know. I'll accuse him of things. I'm not saying that every woman that comes out is making false accusations. I'm just saying not every woman that comes out you got to you got to look at both sides and investigate. That's that's what's wrong today. Today's society, you're now you're guilty before you're proven innocent. And then once yeah. you're proven innocent, once you're proven innocent, everybody's like, "Well, he got off this time, but I'm sure he did something else." Right. Nobody just like, nobody looked fucking, like, you know, yeah. The fucking accusations are more dangerous than the proof now. It, 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 you're right cuz once you're proven innocent, then by that point, everyone's like, well, fuck it. I just, I don't even want to think about him. I'm not watching his content. Done. Just done. And it's like, right. dude, like, what the fuck? I mean, if if Michael J said, hey, man, if you want to keep doing this, you got to come to Pennsylvania and suck my cock. I would never do another podcast as long as I live. Yeah. But some people might go and do it. Well, you can't fucking cry about it later. Buyer's remorse, man. You got to fucking be responsible for what you fucking do. Like, I, I think... I think that anybody in their right mind wouldn't suck Michael J's cock, honestly. I I, I could concur. That's why he spends all of his time uh, doing a podcasting network and slowly poisoning his mother. That's why she's in the hospital tonight. I'm joking. Don't anyone take (laughs) that serious. It's just a joke. Um, I, God, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, Paul. I, I don't see it out of the question. Like, give it another maybe a few more years, maybe a couple more years. You know, you don't know, Vince. I, I don't – I think it's possible. I think Vince could get back in the WWE. Well, here's – here's he. 
okay, the way the stock structure, I read about this, the way it's set up, he has 38% of the stocks, but the way it's set up, he still has like 70% control over the board. Tomorrow, if he woke up, he could wake up, go in there, dismember the board, and he can make moves to make the company private again, take the, take it off the stock market like Elon did with, with, with Twitter. He could completely remove it from the stock market, have total 100% control, and tell everybody to fuck off. Some people think he might do that, but that would be a mistake because, like we said, in today's society, nobody NBC's not USA Network's not going to want to keep him around if that's the kind of person he is because it makes them look bad. So he needs to think about his legacy before he fucks everything up, which I'm with you. I think he's got such an ego that he's going to go back. I think he's going to fucking go back. Yeah, he's going back. And well, here's the thing. I'm not trying to say that I think the WWE will be around the rest of our lives. I mean, definitely the rest of your life, definitely the rest of my life, you know. But I think if he comes back, He's only helping other companies like AEW. Like I right. just, I just, I don't know. That's what I think. Because here's the thing: AEW at one point was pulling in like some somewhere like around 1.1 million viewers, you know, for the whole show, which is pretty good for them right. for a three-year-old company. But now they're doing somewhere around 900,000 of views for episode, and it's like, man, they dropped a little bit. And I think. It's because people are like, oh, WWE is cool again. Like, all right, I'll just go back to watching them, you know, and I think that's what it is. In all honesty, I don't think it's that people aren't interested in watching professional wrestling anymore. I think if anything, I think we're going through another boom period of professional wrestling. I think wrestling is more cooler now than it was within the last 15 years. That's what I think. And Vince's ego is so big. He's seeing Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon. And Triple H getting better numbers than he was. Now he has, oh, I got to go back and show them I still got it. And that's not, he doesn't. He doesn't. I know. When I, I'm asking you right now, if we do this for a long time and I start getting senile and crazy, you need to let me go. Don't don't let me keep grasping at them straws. Like, you know, when I don't have it anymore, well, tell me, look, dude, you don't got it no more. I got to cut you loose. I don't think we'll have to worry about that because eventually I'll get canceled and Mike will. I can see it now. This is going to happen eventually. Eventually, all of you are going to have a private meeting with Mike and you're going to tell him, like, look, we're finally getting views. We're finally making money off this network. Cody's either got to dial back the socially unacceptable stuff or, you know, whenever. He's going to stop it. And then that's when I'll tell Mike, like, well, see you guys later because I ain't fucking toning it down. I ain't changing whatsoever. We'll have to go to pre-taping episodes. That way, whoever's editing can just bleep me out on whatever I say. And then, boom, there's your there's your solution right there. Just like when me and Aaron do the next Poe Talks, it's, it's, it has to be pre-taped so he can edit it. So, no, don't worry, Paul. I won't uh, – I won't. I, I, that won't have to happen, you know? You, you, won't, you're, you ain't going to go see now. You'll just, you'll just fall dead eventually one day, and then we'll have a whole week of what, Mike? Dude, this is a free speech platform. You can say whatever the fuck you motherfucking want, okay, asshole? Nobody's getting fucking canceled, okay, you crippled piece of shit. For now. <laughs> Just wait until the numbers start rolling in. Now, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that the, um, 
the WWE, the way it is right now, it's a good fight between them and AEW. And if you think about it, have you been watching AEW television lately? Um, I watched. Yes. The wife and I haven't watched it in about a month. I have okay. them on the DVR. I just haven't watched them because I was, I'm a, I was a little upset. I, I like the MJF stuff, but I was a little upset about you know, uh, uh, Regal. William Regal leaving. It's like, oh man. Yeah, and I will tell you, as a diehard AEW fan, I will say they they couldn't write themselves out of that one. They did a really cheesy WWE style, you know, uh, explanation of what happened, and it it did. It fell right on its face. Right. But other than that, um, AEW I think has been kicking up and kicking the gear up uh, as far as their storytelling, as far as the intensity, the match quality. I mean. Um, right now, Death Triangle and the Elite are having a best of seven tournament. They've been having, a, you know, they're going to have seven fucking matches, just them two teams together, like by the time it's all done and over with. And these matches have been great. They've been fantastic. Now, I'll tell you one thing I am looking forward to. Um, I want to see that last Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I heard that Final thing battle. was fucking. I heard that thing was fucking spectacular, and yeah. one of my favorite tag teams are the brothers, them boys. So I really want to see them wrestle FTR and uh, old Dax lost a tooth and everything. They everything I saw was A's and B's across the board for that pay per view. So I got to see the Briscoes. That. Yeah, I love the Briscoes. I love the Briscoes, man. I love them to death. I think they're a good tag team. I wish WWE had got them back in the heyday. But now I want WWE to stay far away from them. But I love the Briscoes, man, because they because they're a tag team who weren't like they said it. They, they said it like that, like it was. They didn't beat around the bush. They didn't choose their words wisely. They just said what fucking from the heart and just said. Whoop. And isn't that why Warner Brothers Discovery won't let them on AEW? Because didn't they make like didn't they call someone a faggot or something back in the day? That's or why. That's why a, uh, AT&T's Warner Brothers didn't want them. And now that Discovery's got them, Discovery might be different. Discovery may be like, well, that's the past, the past. You're going to do it again? No, we won't do it again. Okay, put them on. So we'll have to see what they say. But that's that's the thing. See, people who this is what I here's my problem. Here's another problem I have with society today. People like me. We're setting our ways. We're trying. We, 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 we're trying, you know, we're trying to accommodate, you know, I, you know, if somebody wants me to say this or that, I try to accommodate them, but I'm going to slip up because I've been doing the same fucking thing for 50 something years. So I'm going to slip up because this all new woke shit is brand new. So I'm going to slip up, but for people to fucking, you know, judge me and all that, because I come from a different time. I do come from a different time. Things were different. It's not, you know, People would say that you would be like, oh, man, don't be a fag or oh, that shirt's gay. It, I wore a winger shirt. It wasn't pink. It wasn't purple. It was a winger shirt. Man, that's a gay shirt. It 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 had nothing to do with, you know, so I just it was a different time. And I just I, don't, you know, and I sometimes swear I slip to, up. Sometimes I slip up. I swear to Christ, I'm not saying this just to be off the wall, terribly offensive or anything. But back in the day. There was this saying, and I know no one would ever say it these days, but I remember I was hanging out with my friends. We used to go to the roller rink all the time, right? And the cool thing back then was if you're a teenager, someone's got the smokes. 
someone's got the cigarettes and you know they would call the cigarettes fags you know to be funny and whatever you call them fags or whatever but then there's this other saying that people because i would never smoke or whatever but i would see my friends like pass each other back and forth the cigarette or whatever and then they would tell each other don't nigger lip it and I would always wonder, like, what the fuck does that mean? And that means don't put slobber on the fucking, you know. And, of course, back then, and there was all kinds of, like, there was black kids around. There was white Nobody fucking cared. Right. What, Mike? Wait, what is, so wait, so sl- so they slobber? I don't know. I, I'm not going to get into all that bullshit. I just know that that was the saying back then they would say that to each other and my only point was i'm not going to fucking repeat it again but the only point i was making is back then they those sayings that kind of stuff was a-okay because everyone had common sense he wasn't being hateful but right oh oh those women and i can't stop you got my head all right, yeah, just get out of here. But that's like, my point. Yeah, and you're right. We live, and I'm, I'm, you know, we live in a different time period back then. And no, and that's, and you're right, man. The woke shit. And I'm not gonna say anything else that's gonna, you know, get people all panties in a bunch and whatever. But this woke shit has got to stop. The, the, I, like, I hope. Just like when I was training for my job, I was like, so, or do all the people that we pick up at this place are they all handicapped? She goes, yes, but we like to say handicapable. So I'm like, okay. So what are you, Cody? Are are you are you handicapped or are you handicapable? Anthony says I take it back. Hashtag Cody leashed. Why is that? Is he saying he wants to put me back on a leash? Anthony, yeah, was that the one thing? Was that the one thing I wasn't allowed to say, Anthony, in your presence? Don't worry, bud. I'll never come on the Toxic Horror Show and say that word. I know you get upset. I won't do that. But uh, this is my show, bitch. Anyway. Uh, oh, but by the way, if anyone's wondering, because uh, the Toxic Horror Show episode four was originally scheduled for last night, um, I don't know if Anthony wants me to, to reveal this to you guys or not, but he had a bad case of the diarrhea last night, and um, you know, it, it, Mandy actually contacted me and said that he was trying to shit in the toilet, but it ended up getting all over the floor, and I guess like their dog came in and licked some of it up, and then the dog started like puking and all kinds of shit, so. The Toxic Horror Show had to be postponed for last night. I mean, Anthony's only human, ladies and gentlemen. He got sick. He had the diarrhea. He had the, the runnies and the shitties and all that shit. And I, I think the show will be back next Friday night, I think. But listen, um, when the Toxic Horror Show comes back next week, ask Anthony how he's doing. Ask him if he's getting the little rumblies and the thumblies in his stomach again and you know, doing six-hour marathon shows like that, it's going to fuck with your, your bowels. It's going to fuck with your system. And Anthony is a true trooper. And Anthony, we love you. Um, please don't shit your pants. Don't shit on the floor. Don't let your dog lick up the shit. And uh, clean up the bathroom, for Christ's sakes, man. And uh, we'll see you on the next six-hour-long episode of Toxic Horror Show next Friday, maybe, probably. Um, anyway, I just wanted to address that. But, uh, yeah, Anthony said that I should be back on the leash, and I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just confirmed. Live, Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mike, put that goddamn comment up, you son of a bitch. Anyway, right Paul. I'm going to vomit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. didn't even see that. Live, Friday night at 9 p.m. I'm going to vomit.
<laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, Anthony. I I always will plug your show, Anthony. Please plug up that butt when you get the diarrhea. Speaking of plugging things, anyway, um, man, wrestling is on fire in general. Like I've been hearing a uh, a lot of things off and on about what's going on with the bloodline. I guess Sami Zayn is doing. I guess he's killing it now on a weekly basis. With uh, yeah, he's so popular right now. I might have to tune in. I can't watch SmackDown because I don't have cable, and the only service I have is uh, Sling. Me and too. Fox and Fox doesn't. Every once in a while, Fox will move it to FS1, and when they put it on Fox Sports One, I can see it. But they do it like barely ever, so I can't watch SmackDown anywhere. So it's like I, it's like it pisses me off because yeah, everybody I hit said that Sami Zayn is like killing it, like he is great, and I can't see it, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. I kind and I'm also seeing who is this Captain Howdy character? Is is this like a new monster character that's uh, feuding with Bray Wyatt? Uh, he's with Bray Wyatt, I think. I I don't know what they're building up there because I can't watch it. But the rumor is that the guy playing Howdy is uh, his brother Bo. That he's under the mask. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know if he's supposedly going to be some kind of grand manipulator. Or or what? But I wish. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I follow it in the on the internet, but I can't see it. So I only got to go by what bits and pieces I collect off the internet. Right. I mean, Maybe. if I wait, if I wait thirty days, they get put on. They get put on. Uh, uh the peacock, peacock. But I don't want to wait thirty fucking days. I want to see yeah. it now. So it's, it's you. You you're old ass. You're might you might be dead in thirty days. What, Mike? Fire. See, cut what? himself off. I don't know. Yeah. What was that? What, what? Fire stick, Paul. Fire stick. Well, I forgot about that. I forgot well, about that. Well, you or your cheap ass could just like subscribe to YouTube TV or Fubo or anything else other than Sling. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'm gonna. I, I have to. Either that, or I'm gonna have to sacrifice some virgins so I can, you know. Have Satan give me what I need. I need that SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, real quick cover something because I've been talking about it with anybody who had would fucking listen to me. So I want to cover it here on my show. Um, you know that Sasha Banks is done with WWE, right? Yeah, she's supposedly going to New Japan. Right. I mean. Are we, like we would have to be fucking retarded to 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 think that Tony Khan isn't gonna at least try to pick up Sasha Banks. What's her real name? Do you know her real name? Mercedes something. Her first yeah. name is Mercedes. I can't remember what her last name is. Comment section. Can some of you tell me? Someone tell me what uh, Sasha Banks' full real name is? Mercedes. Yeah, it is. It's Mercedes something. I'd appreciate yeah. that. And then Mike, whoever fucking gives me that uh, information gets the prize. You know, you guys, you guys will get a prize tonight. If it's Anthony, if you get a prize, we're gonna give you a laxative. We're gonna give you something to help your bowels. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna help you out, sir. If if you win the contest, uh, no, Anthony you can't give win. Give him a laxative, dude. Hmm? You don't want to give him a laxative. A laxative will make him shit more. Well, you give him something that'll like not make shit happen. Okay, well I. I mean, I was trying to just slip it in there, but maybe, maybe I, maybe I would be a better fit to take over the Toxic Horror Show. You know, me and Mandy. I don't know. Or, or I could just kick Mandy off too. I, I could kick Mandy off, and it just would be me. 
And and the joke will be that instead of it being six hours, we'll make it six minutes. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just fucking you're with you. Guys. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah, ma- uh, Mercedes. It's the highest rated fucking show on the network. <laughs> it's a great show. It's not going. Yeah, Mercedes anywhere. Okay, we got you. God damn it. Mercedes Vernado. So, yeah. So, uh, Anthony, thank you for that. We will be sending you laxatives or whatever you want. Um, <laughs> no, so I have this, and I don't do a lot of fantasy booking. I really don't because I like to just watch the fucking show. I like to be surprised. And I try my best to stay away from spoilers. I really do. But, um, you know, I mentioned her earlier, but we have a legit undefeated streak in wrestling right now right now and it is jade cargill no but i don't think anybody on the current aew roster is fit to un- to break that undefeated streak but i think what they should fucking do is they should hold it off until tony khan works out a deal with mercedes get her in there as a surprise and immediately put her in a feud with jade cargill and have her be the woman to uh, break the undefeated streak. Tell me that wouldn't be an amazing story to watch. Well, AEW has a working relationship with New Japan, so maybe, maybe you're onto something. I mean, yeah. I love the fantasy book because I think I'd be a great booker, but that's just maybe, you know, my, you know, 30 years of 30 plus years of loving wrestling. But so, yes, I like the fantasy book. Uh, guys like to go and do their fantasy sports and their fantasy football, fantasy basketball. I wish somebody would come up with a fantasy booking league. I would join that thing in a fucking heartbeat. I definitely agree, man. My God. Um, I don't know. That's all I want to see in 2023. And it doesn't have to be in January or February, just before the first quarter of 2023 is over with, you know, because – you can't keep Jade Cargill um, undefeated forever. It's going to go stale. And they are, if you if you notice, they already toyed with the idea of turning her baby face for a little bit, and then they turned her right back to heel. So they can maybe do a little quick little storyline with her and the baddies getting pissed off with her, and maybe do a little storyline with that. But man, there ain't many people left. They if they're going to pull the trigger on Mercedes coming in and doing that. You know, if, if my fantasy booking comes true, then they got to do it within the next two or three months. I would prefer, well, it depends for me. It, I want to see some <laughs> of the reports coming out of Japan because she hasn't wrestled so long. Get the mm. ring rust out. See if she improves a little bit in Japan because she did have some b- blunders there towards the end of WWE. But I don't know if the blunders were because she wasn't in the, her right mind. Because I don't mean like in her right mind, like because she's crazy. I mean, was she, you know, so unhappy where she was at? She was having a hard time, you know, concentrating and doing the job properly. Because morale, you know, when morale sucks, your job performance sucks. And it, yeah. It's the same way in wrestling. I mean, you can tell when a wrestler, you know, doesn't want to be there and the way they are. I've seen it over the decades. But I'd like to make sure she's back in her full form and, you know, ready to go. And then, uh, you know see her coming to AEW. I don't want them. I'm with you. I want to see it happen soon, but I don't want to see it happen too soon. I don't want it to feel rushed. Right. That's why I'm saying before the end of the first quarter, no later than March, 
You know, right. give it to us in March. Because don't they have a big March pay-per-view? Yes. No, they do. The, yeah, they do it before. It's, I don't remember. Do they do it before WrestleMania or after? They. I think they do it before WrestleMania. Because their big one is in September, the the all in one. That's the one that yeah. took it all off. But it's not all. It's all out. But yeah, all out. Maybe yeah. they maybe they do do one in March. I is know. Full, yeah, full I think gear? you're right. I can't remember what. The, uh, no, maybe full gear. I can't remember. I'm a big AEW fan, but I can't even remember which fucking pay per view we just watched last here in November. But um. Now, because that was November nineteenth uh, uh, or something like that was their last pay per view, and I think that was full gear. But yeah, they have one coming up here in either March or April, something like that. So try to get Mercedes in there, build up some good TV promos with Jay Cargill, and boom, you got yourself a main fucking event for the the March pay per view, whenever that is. And I I hope they do it. That would be I would be you know I I don't have a problem with that that I. I wasn't a big fan of her character and that on the boss and all that, but I liked how she could wrestle. She could just like, I don't, I can't stand Charlotte Flair. I cannot stand her. I think she's a piece of shit, but she can fucking wrestle. So. Oh, by the way, did Mandy Rose's nudes leak recently? Cause they fired. Yeah. Mandy they fired her. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she had, she's not on only fans. There's another one she's on. And yeah. she had some. She showed some skin and stuff, and uh, they said that doesn't. They said that doesn't fit with the. This is what I'm saying. This doesn't fit with the narrative of the WWE. So we had to let her go. Well, Vince should not fit the narrative of the WWE, so he shouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. I. I, I mean, hey, I think after the broadcast tonight, when we're done here, I think I'm going to go look up some Mandy Rose photos because I need something to jerk off to, quite honestly. So. Okay, I already, did, I already did that. I couldn't fucking find them anywhere, and every single one I found had black bars and shit. I was pissed. I'm like, what kind of leak is it that if I fucking can't find it? Yeah, what if kind of leak is it if I can't leak nut out of my dick, right? Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, if you Please. find them... Be more than happy to forward them to me because I haven't seen them. I just I will. I, I read it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, and just like um, just like Rob just said, yeah, Paige can suck dick and get to stay on TV, and that's how that was too. By the way, that was a disgusting porn video that I, she. Uh, I think Brad Maddox busted his nut on the NXT Women's Championship and on her face too. She had a threesome with uh Maddox and uh, what was his name uh. The other guy who in, who's in uh, the Xavier uh, Woods, yeah, he she did a threesome. So Maddox got fired, but they kept Xavier and they kept uh, uh, Paige. So yeah. you know, I I don't understand. WWE well, is weird. That's because they were money makers. You know, you can't fire Xavier Woods because the New Day is one of the hottest gimmicks in WWE history. Yeah, they sell some merchandise, man. Hmm. They, he got himself some bootios that night with Paige. I lost a lot of respect for Paige when I when I found out about all that. Not because it was a porno, but because well, I won't go into why. But anyway, um, yeah, Paige, like what the fuck, you know, she got over that. And by the way, Paige does not have a good body, or Soraya, or whatever you want to call her now. I she just doesn't have a good body no. now. It, I, I'm gonna go on record here, and I'm gonna say something that's probably not gonna be popular. I am not a big fan of women wrestling not because they can't wrestle some of them can fucking out wrestle the dudes 
My problem with women wrestling is they don't ever have women running it. And it's always, it's feel, women wrestling always feels like an afterthought. Well, we got to put the women on. What do you want to do? That's how it feels to me. Um, and there for a while, William Regal was in charge of the women. And he did an excellent job. Not not William Regal, uh, the Irish guy. Uh, Finley? Yes, he was in charge of the women's wrestling for a long time. And it was really good. The problem is it's an afterthought. Just like back in the day. I loved watching Wendy Richter and Moolah and all them wrestle back in the 80s. But it was it was few and far between that you'd see the women wrestlers. And these women train hard and they wrestle hard. Now they show off their talent, but the storylines are fucking shit. So it's like I just can't get into women's wrestling. But it has nothing to do with the ladies. It's the people who write the shit. I believe you. I don't know if all our viewers believe you, but I believe you. No one, no one probably believes me because I'm an old man who don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Don't worry, that that wasn't the most controversial thing that was said on tonight's episode. I guarantee you. No, that, it was the cigarette smoking thing. Is uh, the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what's gonna yeah. Yeah. So no worries, Paul. You can't say anything that's gonna offend anyone more than I did tonight. But um, I agree. You know, even in AEW, the the women wrestling is kind of an afterthought. Uh, I do. I like the hardcore women matches, you know, like that, like actually one year ago this month, that new year smash, uh, anything goes match. Remember, did you see that with the bunny and Penelope Ford versus, uh, oh, yeah. and Ty Conti. Yeah. And my God, that was bloody. I, I never thought in my mind that they would let women bleed like that on television. I know it was like, geez, it was Britt Baker had a, a bloody one too. It was like it boggles my mind, it, 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 you know. But but it, I it it was a good match. It was a good match. It worked. It it flowed good. Yeah. People see my problem with some people online is they hate on AEW so bad. I I'll see so many tweets about oh they did all these botches. They did all these botches. Everybody botches here and there. They do. It's just the problem with AEW is like what William Regal reportedly said. I don't know if it's true. That when he was in WWE and he would talk and he would have people come to the ring and do workouts, they would come. They would listen to him. They would soak in his knowledge. When he went to AEW, he'd do these little lecture things before the shows and no one would show up. He's like, uh, the, the guys in AEW don't want to listen to the legends. If that's true, shame on them. But I don't know if that's really what's going on because I'm not there. Yeah, and it does seem like it's a completely different atmosphere backstage in AEW, doesn't it? Like right. it, it does seem like the inmates are kind of running the asylum, which that was the big rumor. And it wasn't even a rumor. It was the truth. That's what was going on in ECW. You know, like, like the young, like the young books. I think the young books are great fucking wrestlers. I think <laughs> Kenny Omega is a great fucking wrestler. They have no charisma. I don't like what listening to them talk. I don't like when he's, he does this little, little, I'm sorry, faggot dance shit. So it, pissed, so it, so it, so it, so it pisses me off. And I, I don't, got you. I, I, I got you to say. I, I got you to say something socially unacceptable. Yes, I did it. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the young bucks i don't like omega their personalities but they're good wrestlers so i you know yes i said something socially because i'm 51 years old 
and that's what I would have said back in yeah. the day. So I said and this is crossing this is crossing the streams. You can fucking say that on this show. So yeah, but you're right. Like that's what we would have said if we were talking about this privately, you know, behind closed doors. Because you're right, it is kind of faggoty a little bit what he does with his promos. It is right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It. <laughs> you're right, man. The elite, and I'll just say it like that because it's all of them. And I even uh, the only one that had any fucking charisma was Cody Rhodes, and he left. Right. I mean, so everyone got on his case. Oh, you're putting too much emotion in your promos. You're crying too much. I liked it because he came off realistic. Yes. that That's what wrestling... That's why I said we can never go back to kayfabe because everybody knows it's fake. But if these guys would quit being friends on Twitter and on Facebook, they could bring back a little bit of believability. You know, like... like uh, I can never remember his fucking name. The fat guy who came from XPW, uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie oh. Kingston, I believe when when I, when I he he doesn't like this guy, I don't like this guy, but I'll do what I have to do because that's my job. That's the attitude that helps wrestling. I would help wrestling. Like MJF, half the shit he says, you don't know if he's if he's for real or not. Like he's, he met, he some girl tweeted one time, a couple years, I think it was like two years ago, or during the pandemic, he some girl tweeted something crappy about MJF. And what was his Twitter reply? I think it's a little bit too late for an abortion. That's such a heel thing to fucking say. And you know what? It made people hate him. He never apologized. He never said. And that's what I'm saying. Is MJF a dick or not? I don't know because he plays the role. And that's what I'll miss. That's what I'll miss about the old days in wrestling. We didn't know. Yeah, we had a. We knew wrestling was fake. We knew it. But we like to have this, you know, disband. You know, or suspend our disbelief or whatever. I'm getting so tongue-tied right now. We 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 would believe what we saw. Yeah, we knew it was fake. When I saw Scott Steiner come out and do his promos, I'm like, dude, he really hates Ric Flair. You find out years later, he did hate Ric Flair. So it made the promo feel real. And that's what fucking, you know, Cody Rhodes. But Cody Rhodes is a Rhodes. I mean, you don't, you're not the son of, you know, Dusty Rhodes and not know what the fuck you're doing. Right, so, right. So, I mean, yeah, and, and, and we can't not talk about Dustin Rhodes. He's one of the fucking best that there's ever been. That man is in his is he in his late fifties. Yes, and he's fucking still going. And by the way, he did announce that I think he said twenty twenty three is his retirement year. Yeah, that's sad. I'm and gonna it, hate to see him go. Yeah, but at the same time, go out on a high note, dude. You're fucking. You're in the greatest shape probably of your entire career. Go ahead and go out on that high note. I loved all his gold dust stuff when he was being serious. I even loved the stupid slapstick stuff he did with Booker T. It was fucking great. Yes, it was fucking yes. great. Yes. I got that one segment where they were in the 7-Eleven and he gets in his Booker's face and he's like, if you give me a drink of your Slurpee, I'll give you a bite of my waiter. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to he used to make that noise. He'd go, ah. and it's just, it's just, his 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 fucking delivery of all of that stuff, especially the Booker T stuff. And you're right, that was one of his best time periods because they won the tag titles. I think at that time yes. for a little while. Yes. Man, yes. Uh, uh, ever since he started with Goldust, uh, like you know, some of the stuff he was doing in WCW wasn't the greatest, but that was the booking problem, not really his problem, but um, his fault. But uh, all the stuff from mid 90s WWE all the way to now 
Dustin it's Rhodes just, is one of the best. Just like I said, I, I, you know, I'm from the South, and I, go, I thought Gold Dust was awesome, and everybody was like, "Why, why do you like that Gold Dust character? What are you a fag too?" I would not, mm-hmm. and I honestly, one time I got so mad at one of these 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 group of guys, I was like, you know what? Maybe I am because that character is fucking awesome. So yeah, maybe I suck dick for lunch. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I want to suck dick for lunch. I don't know. But Gold Dust, Gold Dust is an awesome fucking character. And if he's gay, then he can come over and play with my balls because he was. It was. I loved it. It was. It was different. It was different. The last time I saw a homoerotic type wrestler, I don't know how. I don't know if you remember him because you're kind of young. But Adrian Adonis used no. to dress up kind of. Used to dress up kind of uh, feminine. And I don't know. And, and and you know I was gold dust was fine. I can't I you know I just I can't <clears throat> I couldn't believe people. You're not gonna like him because you think he's gay. What kind of fucking idiot are you? No, and then, I mean, and and current day you could say all that the same shit about Dalton Castle and the boys, but that gimmick's fucking great. You know who I'm talking I mean, about? Yeah. Wait, Dalton oh, Castle. Wait. He, he comes out with the boys and he he steps on them to like as a as a uh, st- stairs and he's you know and the boys help him. He's very flamboyant, very very faggy and and you know but it's intentional. But he's a good wrestler and he's got charisma. He's a Ring of I, Honor I, guy. I think I think yeah he yeah okay yeah 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 I know who you're talking about I know who you're talking about yeah because yeah, he had a match with he had a match with Chris Jericho a couple of months ago I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. It, that one wrestler, what was the what was uh, his name? The the one that really is gay, the black guy. Uh, well, you know, if, Joey, he was with Joey Janela for a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Sunny Kiss. Yeah, fucking great wrestler. People, oh, I don't want fucking fags in my re- dude. Well, who cares? Dude can wrestle. Yeah. I don't care if he's gay. Now, because Sunny Kiss is with um the Trustbusters, I think they're called. That's Ari Davari's uh group, which. And you got to remember, I don't just watch the cable shows. I watch the AEW's YouTube wrestling shows, too. You watch and Dark? Okay. Yeah, I watch Dark and Elevation. I like those shows. If you ever watch either one, watch Dark, because that is Taz and Excalibur doing commentating. And when they are commentating, just the two of them, and it's, they're, it's laid back because it's dark and it's they don't have to always push a story, they have such good chemistry with each other and, and just good moments where it's like, man, half the fun of watching this show is listening to YouTube blabble back and forth with each other instead of just talking about the match. But, um, I've never watched it. I have to try it. Yeah. So dark and elevation, both of those shows, they're important because they test out angles, gimmicks and storylines first on those shows before they bring them to dynamite and rampage. I'll give you an example. You know what they're doing right now with Athena? No. Okay, so Athena, which is Ember Moon from NXT, right. we're doing this new story with her where she's a lot more aggressive and she's a lot more like bully. She's bullying people and a lot. And she she punched Aubrey Edwards in the in the mouth. What was it a few weeks ago? Uh, if you saw, that. oh, that's right, because you haven't watched it in a month. No. But um, <clears throat> so they're turning they turned her heel. But this started on Dark and Elevation, those shows. It started slowly. And that's why these, these YouTube shows are so important because you they can take the opportunity. Are you texting right now? I'm typing, yeah. Replying to the, are you to fucking the bored? Are you bored with this show? No, no, no. I'm, I'm texting the boss. I'm oh, texting. you're... 
Yeah, you're texting, texting Mike boss. right now? Okay. No, not oh. no the real boss. All the real, all the real boss. Okay, well, you can tell her we're gonna be wrapping it up here in just a few <laughs> minutes. So, tell her to go ahead and pop them dentures out and get ready for you, big boy. So, but um, as you're as you're texting, I'll keep on talking. Um, no, I, that is that is why dark and elevation are are very very important. And that's why I always, because I have a friend who come over, comes over, my friend Josh will come over and watch uh, Dynamite. And uh, I always tell him, like, dude, you should have watched Dark this week because it's got some good shit on it. He always says, what's the point of watching that? It's nothing but jobbers on that show. No, that's not the point of these shows. That, Like I said, the point is, is to get, to st start slow burning these new storylines, these new characters. You know what I mean? I mean, no one remembers this, but the acclaimed started on Dark. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew they, I knew they used to, if you remember, I don't know if they, I haven't seen it, like I said, a month, but they used to put the, the dark uh, results on the, on the banner at the bottom. And they I used still to do. see their, I used to see their name a lot. Yeah. But let me, let me ask you this about dark. When they start, when they try out these storylines and stuff on there, when they do come over to Dynamite or Rampage, do they restart it or do they just bring the feud over? Because I don't know if I'd want to see it start over, you know. No, no. They treat it as if, hey, you should have been watching it on Dark. You know what I mean? Okay. So it carries okay. over and it progresses. It will progress, but sometimes they'll speedball, speedball it a little bit more for if it goes to cable. Like for an example, okay, okay like for an example, and, and man, and I wish... I wish we would have prepared for this subject because I could have had Mike or somebody find the proof. But several months ago, what is this? This is December. So all the way back in the summer, Athena had this match with this random jobber girl, and she was beating the ever-loving fuck out of her. Like, it was hard. Like, she was drop-kicking her, like, so hard that this girl was flying into the barricade. And it looked brutal, but you could also tell, like, okay, it was part of the show. And there was a rumor that started on the dirt sheets that Athena was roughing up this girl for no reason and that supposedly they, they had a talk with her in the back. But here's the thing, Paul. It was the beginning of that story. And they did it. Right. See, that's the thing. Me and my friend has been saying this for months. Tony Khan and AEW has, has created a new layer of kayfabe. It's not that they're destroying kayfabe. They have destroyed. They have created a new layer of kayfabe, and that's how they're doing it. They're starting things out on YouTube, and people are seeing that and like, oh my god, like she really hit. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. And that's how it started. So ever since the summer, they would have a week on, week off. They would have one week where Athena would would just work babyface. And, you know, have a regular match. And then everyone was like, oh, okay, well, then what happened last week? That was a little bit, she was maybe just uh, in a bad mood. She roughed her up. You know, it got people talking about it. Like, oh, well, that must have been a fluke. Why would she beat up on that girl for real? If, you know what I mean? But then right. a week later, they would do this really unique thing where they would have, uh, they would have Athena come out as a baby face. But the jobber that she would be fighting against would be the hometown girl, you know, from that from that area so they're going to they're gonna cheer for the for the jobber you know at least a little no. bit so okay. they started this angle where 
Athena would start out the match. She would even shake the hand of the jobber on dark before the match would start. And then as soon as she realized the fans were cheering for this jobber, then she would show visible frustration. And then she would start acting like a heel and start beating the shit you know, big time out of these, you know what I mean? And then she'd get these girls in a cross faces, like a crippler cross face. They would tap out and then she just wouldn't let them go. You know what I mean? Uh, like okay. that's, so that's how it started. And then each week they would just go a little bit further with it, a little bit further, a little bit further. And then before you know it on dynamite or rampage, she sucker punches one of the referees, the, the Aubrey Edwards. So that's what they do. That's the whole important point of, the, their YouTube shows, Dark and Elevation, is they start out storylines. They test the waters with things okay. on those YouTube shows. That's what they do. So I watch all of it. You know, I don't I don't watch Being the Elite, and I don't watch the talking shows with no in-ring action. I won't watch that stuff. But uh, I do watch Dark and Elevation, and I am thankful I decided to because it, that start they start a lot out on there. Okay. I'll have to try it. I like. I thought Ember Moon was a great wrestler. I think the WWE just didn't know what to do. Vince McMahon didn't know what to because she was great in NXT, and then she moved over to the main roster, and she just went downhill. Yes, yeah. because Vince is a wackadoo. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm glad she's. I, I just hope Tony does the right thing with her because she was a good wrestler. And man, I don't care what anybody says. Even when she used to wear that makeup stuff, I like looking at that ass. Athena's got a nice, yeah. Yes. Athena's got a nice chocolate ass. That's for goddamn sure. I won't yes. race swap, but I'll swap some spit with that other race girl. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> but anyway, on that note, is there anything else? Any little tidbits you want to bring up before we close out the show? Uh, oh no. no. Oh, wait, let's wait, plug, let's ahead, plug, let's plug some shows. I know that's been a staple recently on Rabbit and Red, right? Mike, yes, come yes. in here and tell us what we got coming up because fuck if I know. <laughs> I know we got Toxic Horror Show next Friday. Anthony's bowels will be in order. Um, yeah. yeah, Toxic Talk Horror Show next Friday. Um, you've got your show will be your episode of the Potox. Aaron's Cold Couch will be. It's recording tomorrow. It'll be out some point this week because I told them, well, I didn't tell them yet, but we only have uh, Toxic Horror scheduled for Friday. I don't think there's anything else scheduled this week. So that kind of, I want that to come out this week. You have a grandpa's playlist. Yeah. Um, if I give it to you this week, will you, even though Chris, it, it will air Christmas Eve, will you still have it ready to go for Christmas Eve? I will. Yes. Okay, and okay, so honestly, I'll get it to you Thursday. I, yeah, and since it is Christmas, I probably like since it's a Christmas show, I'll probably put it like for Spotify and all that shit like right away, just so it's out there. Okay. And then it'll air on on you know, but see, you'll get it to me Thursday. You won't be like John Rhodes today, who gets it to me less than three hours or yeah, less than yeah, less than three hours before showtime, and then expects me to like perform magic and you know no, you'll, get it up you'll there. Have my, like, you'll, you, you'll have my Christmas episode Thursday. I gotta give you a Christmas thanks. episode Thursday, and I gotta give Ken one for B movie. So I got two Christmas episodes going out on Thursday. See, Rhodes, I know you're not gonna watch this or listen to this, but this is how this is how you do things. See, Paul knows how to do it, and he does it right. 
and he doesn't stress me out like going down to the wire like you did tonight, right? Right. God damn, is this crossing the streams or the hot seat? Are we just gonna bury our hosts now? <laughs> anyway, mean, he started it. <laughs> get, get out of here, Mike. Jesus Christ. That's all you wanted. That's okay. That's all we got coming up. But uh yeah, uh, I'm recording a Potox tomorrow night with Aaron. I don't know when that will be coming out. I guess what this sometime this upcoming week. Um, check that out, please, because I'm planning on pouring my heart out in that episode. I'm I'm hoping that Aaron and uh, Mike or and Paul, if you got questions that you want to have asked on the show tomorrow night, you can. Uh, oh, and a Sunday show in the morning. I think there will be a Sunday show in the morning, although Poe is away. I think there's still supposed to be one tomorrow in the morning. I don't know. He didn't tell me anything. I'm just waiting for the moment. Yeah, I think he I think he said on that Christmas episode that he did with Joey T that there wasn't going to be anything this week. So I don't know if he's I don't think he is doing a Sunday show tomorrow. Yeah, he didn't I even mention Sunday. I told him the Sunday show can't have a gap week, so there has to be something. He he really didn't even he didn't even plug uh our episode tomorrow night either. So maybe he either forgot about that or changed his mind. So or no, not changed his mind, but can't do it tomorrow night. It's uh, whenever he wants to. We don't do it tomorrow night. We'll get to it's it. It's happening tomorrow night. It's happening tomorrow night. I'm I'm clear on that. It's happening tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well yeah, but as I was saying, um when we me and Aaron do this Potox tomorrow night and for whenever it airs within the next week or so. Um, it might be a little different than what you guys are used to. Usually I'm off the wall and I'm intentionally offensive. Don't worry. I'm probably going to say many offensive things that he'll probably have to bleep me out on tomorrow night, but I'm also planning on getting a little bit more serious. I'm hoping that I have an opportunity to open up about my life uh, a little bit. And, uh, cause let's be honest, the only thing people know about me is I like titties and wrestling and horror movies. And I got a whole story to tell about my life. So, um, you know, tune in for that uh, this upcoming week, whenever that episode drops. Um, and yeah, Toxic Horror Show this upcoming Friday, 9 p.m. Uh, our Crossing the Streams only went for about three hours tonight, but you can damn sure expect another six-hour episode, probably, of the Toxic Horror Show next uh, next week. Um, hopefully, they don't end up with some psychic hack on their episode next week, because I'm telling that derailed the show for me last week. I'm just going to that's a hot take from Cripple Cody. Nobody else. Just me. But um, anyway, Paul, uh, I'm going to throw an idea out to you right here live in front of everybody. We don't have to do this for January, but I'd like to do it eventually. I think I've mentioned this before, but I would love it if we could do a Beverly Hills Cop episode of Crossing the Streams here coming up. Do you want to do an episode, or do you want to do the whole trilogy? I want to do one episode, the whole trilogy. Okay, I'm. I, I can mean, do that. Is that okay? Do you? Are you have access? You have those movies? Um, I, I if I don't, I will. So okay, because I'll I'll buy them on Voodoo if I have to. So yeah. okay, yeah. I know um, they're redoing. They're making a new one for Netflix, but I don't know when that's coming out. Right, and that's and that's the thing. I don't want to wait all the way until right. that potentially. Cut. You might be senile and drooling all over yourself by that point. So I don't know, but um, I don't know that that franchise has been on my mind lately, and I want to. I, I I love them. I love all all those movies, and uh, so yeah, I thought maybe I don't know when either January or February, whenever we feel like doing another crossing the streams, maybe that will be our, you know, Mike. 
Oh, okay. Hope that was an I'm, accident. I'm, I'm I'm with you on doing the 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 trilogy for uh Beverly Hills Cop. I think that would be awesome. And then I think the one we should do after that because you brought it up tonight. I'd like to do a franchise on Hellraiser. We can do that. Yeah, so that could be our next two: Beverly Hills and Hellraiser. Okay. And I'll watch the new one for when we do that one, so we can compare the the new direction to the old direction. And, yeah, you know, definitely. However, we do it. So yeah. That yeah, works. yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, because I, and I've always said this from the very beginning of the show that Crossing the Streams does not have to pigeonhole itself just in the horror genre. We can talk about anything. That that's pretty much what this is. So. Uh, who I and, I and again, don't quote me on this. I don't know if we'll get this pumped out in January or February, but uh, our next episode, we're going to do Beverly Hills Cop Trilogy. And then the episode after that, we are going to at least talk about the main entries, at the very least, the main entries in the Hellraiser franchise, plus the uh, the remake. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk about which other ones we want to talk. I don't know if we want to do one episode and talk about all 1200 Hellraiser movies. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to discuss that. I'm not positive right. about that, but we'll, we'll discuss that. But yeah, that's our schedule for the next two episodes. Um, like I said, January, February, we'll get back to this. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for enjoy, uh, enjoying this episode. Uh, only cancel me, please. Don't cancel Paul or anyone else. Uh, I deserve it. No one else does. And uh, Paul, thanks for taking the gloves off a little bit more this episode. You're welcome. Okay. Well, Paul, I love you. And I love you. That took a little too long for you to say back, and uh, but okay, we'll fix it in post. And uh, <laughs> thank you all for... <laughs> thank you all for... Um, Joining us on Crossing the Streams, please tune in to uh, uh, Poe Talks coming up this upcoming week. And please, double please tune in to the Toxic Horror Show, my good buddy Anthony. 9 p.m. next this upcoming Friday night. Uh, I don't know what they're doing yet, but they're going to do something interesting. I know they are. Uh, ask Anthony about his bowel movements. Uh, do that for me, and we'll see how that goes. But all right, that's it. Paul, thank you very much. Everyone have a good night, and we'll see you on the next episode. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering 
this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you.